Coming at you for another week of nonsense. The boys are back to throw some DC comics at you. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode number 224 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Milestone, right? 224. No. Uh-huh. Is, is 225 a milestone? You have to wait till 250. To that might be an anniversary episode. That. Oh, my. Well, it is It is a holiday weekend, at least. And thank you for coming over here and listening to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, the unofficial official podcast of everything that we do, Eric. That's right. There you go. You can come and see us at our website where we review books pretty much all we do and i like that i actually was thinking when we were trying to chase the dragon you know with the news items and stuff like that well that too uh but i I like that we just do reviews that that is our thing and you always you know want to stick with your thang as they say but that is weirdsciencedccomics.com uh we also have a patreon account that you can support us for this podcast every other podcast we do and get some more podcasts to boot that's at patreon.com slash weird science and we're gonna get right to this eric we're not gonna extend it with stories of me going out to buy bed spreads and do they still make the pillowcases eric is that what they do yeah they do but we're going to go right now to celebrate and salute the badasses of uh, the oh, Get that. Fresh Crew. Beep, boop, 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 with the badass roll call. You smoking like a badass, Eric. No. Boom, boom. do. We're going to go with this. Ulysses Jones and the Ulysses Jones Show. We got Swanee, T-Funk, Speedy, Saunders, Simon, Manship, which we'll hear later in the mail. We have Ryan Reading, Ruben. That really goes down too much, right? <laughs> no, you're good. My, our man, Rob Lewis, right, said, Fred, he's too sexy for you, Eric. We have Red G, Pete from NYC, my man Pete from NYC, Paulie P, Nick Adams, Monty, Missy T, Matches Balone, Batman Beyond Mark, Mark Jager, Luis, Lone Wolf, Marv's Wolf, Lady <laughs> Abby, Josh Vermillion, Jolly Drew, John Jack, Ian, Hakeem, Eric G, David Fink, All New, Dave, Dave J, Danny the Street, D-Man 3000, Corbin Ford, Comic Boom Rocky, Chester McJerk, Cellar Dweller, Carlos, Brian King, Brandy Murray, Bobby Bain, Anthony G, Andrew and Belfast, Aldrin Stoja, and... Double A Ron Aaron. And there you go. We went a little bit backwards at the end of the alphabet to the front, which I usually appreciated as a kid with my last name being Werner. I would always have to wait till the end for all these things. Just see how great I went through that, Eric. I have so many, so much space to fill to talk about it. But thank you, one and all, and thanks everybody that supports us on the Patreon. And with that, I want to tell what you would get. I I usually say this beforehand, but I wanted to get right to it. But if you go over, we have a bunch of shows but one of the big things we do is each week we have spotlights we have a dc comic spotlight an indie comic spotlight and a marvel comic spotlight if you're interested in all three of those the marvel comic spotlight this week with me and brandon was war of the realms number two and war of the realms the punisher number one me and eric did the indie comic spotlight together and that was mary shelley monster hunter number one from aftershock a book written by adam glass who does the teen titans book and we'll be talking about that later but all also, and one of the big ones, if you are listening to this podcast, Eric was, uh, he got to put his feet up, which he thought awesome. might happen last week when we were at the end of the podcast because the DC Comics Spotlight was the Damage number 16, which was the finale of Damage. Me and Brandon talked about that. And me and Pete from NYC talked high level 
number three, which we actually am enjoying. Uh, I like that book. You'll never read it, will you? Well, you did you read the right damage after, finale? Right after Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider. Oh my! Did you read the damage finale? Did Since you, did you've you been get doing to it with Brandon, I don't think I've read any damage. Yeah, I was going to say you. you it's like me with Look, Batman Beyond. I hate to say it to Mark, I know what's but the going minute on. that I bailed, I'm out. Yeah, what have I missed with that Batman Beyond? Is he still the Batmans? Is he? Yeah, Joker's is he dead. Got the Matt? Is Matt still the Robins? Isn't no, he? Uh, no. Well, there you go. I don't know what's <sighs> going what on. Happened? I have no idea what's going on. I, I think I'm like eight issues behind. I ain't never looking back. But yeah, uh, that is the intro, Eric. And we're not going to waste time. This is a holiday weekend. I know that people are itching. To get to those books. They want to get to those books, Eric. And so we're not going to delay anymore. It's off to the books. No, we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love. The meat and the cheese that we Here we are with the meat and cheese of the podcast, or the berries and bagels, as Eric likes to say. That's how we do. Uh, The books, yeah, the books. The meat is murder, I hear, in certain parts of this country. And the world, maybe. The world. Why just this country? Except Canada. Meat is fine there. Especially moose. There you go. There you go. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. Mises. The Mises, we're here to talk about some books, not a lot of books this week. This was a down week with uh, quality and quantity, I would say. I would say uh, Though well. some might disagree, but if you want to read all of these reviews that we're going to talk about the books tonight, you can go over to our website at weirdsciencedccomics.com and read those and some others and things like that. You know how it goes. And you know? I just saw uh, earlier today, we have two, count them, two Batman reviews going on on the website right now. One. Two. Thank you for yeah, counting. Jay ended up having a second opinion review. And if you have listened to Jay from Canada, his uh, emails, you know that he is a little more of a fan of Tom King. And he ended up sending me his second opinion review. And I don't like to put those up right away because I like to give it yeah. space between the deal. And he ended up sending me an email. What, aren't you going to put it up because I disagree with you? I said, if that's the case. Oh, my. I didn't put any of it up. Oh, my. No, I said, I actually said I, I was very busy. I am sorry. Did, did you I, tell him I, that, that real life got in the way? No, I just told you? him I was doing other stuff. 
No, I, I ended up doing like three podcasts a day. I ended up waking up late and was woken up by a lady delivering uh, chocolate dipped strawberries who just walked into the house and started screaming. Started, Hello? <laughs> what is is anybody real? there? It's about time you I'm got like, well, woke. Here's on? your chocolate covered strawberries. Yeah, well, then I went downstairs. Tanya got them. And in an instant, I thought that I, I panicked. I thought that it was Mother's Day. This seems like more of a Mother's I, Day I, gift than an Easter or Passover I, I'm gift. just waiting for one of these FedEx workers workers or whoever delivery workers. This was to, actually, I think, a lady directly from this one. It's someone's going to get edible shot. Store. Someone's getting you shot. You know that edible, Tanya said. The edible she store? She wants to get a gun. Yeah, you know, not that type of <laughs> like, edibles. What are we you doing know over those, there now? That fruit basket <laughs> store you. that's near your house. It's actually like right across the street. Uh, from where the old 7-Eleven was, really? you know, around that I've area. Never yeah, there's over there. like a fruit basket store. We mentioned it the one time I said to you, uh, I says to you, I did. How are the you fruit don't baskets? Remember. You don't remember. We'll hear about edibles later from Manship on an email. Um, but no, Wait, it, what it's are we doing this place. Over the so Tanya's aunt, Tanya's aunt and uncle end up, you know, ordering things from this place a lot. You know, these sort of deals, though. It, it seems weird for Easter to get chocolate dipped strawberries. I don't the know. And maybe some, uh, you know, massage oil, massage oil. We didn't get that. But this lady just shows up, goes through two doors and then starts yelling. Blam. Hello. Somebody Intruder. here. The dog <laughs> flipped the thing out. Is you, got a dog. Come... you got a dog that could be labeled yeah, by some people possibly up. have pimple. I don't know for yeah. certain. But seriously, right there, you got a lawsuit in your hands because the dog attacks this goddamn like, you know, delivery service. Uh, uh, you know what's funny is the whole deal is I had that set aside in my mind, in me mind, Eric, that when we get to Teen Titans and you have a metaphor about getting a cat that isn't the same breed as you thought, that Kid Flash, I'm like, yeah, that happened to us. You know, we, we really got duped when we got our Shit dog. Is. But yeah, this this dog is Bad very, shit's gonna happen. very protective of Tanya. So yeah, you're, you're asking for trouble, but Keep this lady comes locked. in, just start screaming. <laughs> I think that what happened is Zach had already she left broke earlier you know. to go to the gym. Yeah, really. She, she with her elbow, <laughs> you know that Hello? sort of deal. Hello, is anybody there? Wakey, she she wakey. has to deliver. She has to deliver these things. Wakey, wakey, eggs and chocolate dip strawberries. That, that doesn't rhyme. Is that what she says? It's that doesn't. Mother. Hey, th- that's the thing is, I you don't have to be that smart to be an edibles delivery lady. And I want to keep saying, I keep saying edibles. I don't know why because I think the place is called. Like, uh, you know, advertising in my something mind, something edibles. Well, you can't have those in Pennsylvania. I think you so, can now. You know, I don't know. There's some weird stuff going around. I don't know. You know where you can't have them right here on Broad Street. Huh? I know right here. And I allowed that nonsense. I was, well, I was yelling about the bush that. house for those, huh? Yeah, really. I was yelling about that the other day here, uh, telling my kids that I don't care what the law of the land is. There's the law of the gym. Yeah. And that is going to be in this house. Agreed. None of that nonsense. And kids, you better realize you're never leaving. I'm sorry. I've looked at you. I've looked at your potential. You're going to be here. And the law is my law. Yesterday, I, I pick up Ethan. I oh, pick God, up Ethan at Walmart, <laughs> and he's done his deal. And I, I pick him up, and it was one of those nights where it's Saturday night right. or Friday night. I don't I, know I'm what messed day it is. up because we had the day <laughs> off. Uh, it's Friday night, jammed. They still decide to shut down Sons that, that self checkout. There just were at least the town. two lines, just two lines going. 
at least 30 people in each line. I, I don't even think I'm exaggerating. So we, we had to get Tanya. Like, do you want to get like sandwich yogurt. signs and stuff like that and a bullhorn and protest this know. whole thing of shutting down the self-checkout? I, I'm very it's upset very important to me. I, it is important. So I, I end up saying to Ethan, we have to get mom this. Uh, we have to get her yogurts, but there's no way I'm waiting in line. But if I don't get the yogurts, I'm in big trouble. So we went over to go Giant to, Giant. to get them where yeah. there was nobody there. Obviously. So we go into Giant. It's a Walmart kind there's of town. Ethan. There's Ethan. Boy, I wish that I still worked here. Man, if I could only turn back time. I said, listen here, Cher. I told you then. You know, why is this a big thing now? And, and really. And he's like, well, I didn't know. I'm like, listen, I know what's happening now. Now you're Tom Kiefer. Don't know what you got till it's gone. I told you this all along. And if you remember why he legitimately got fired was because he decided that he was going to eat a croissant or something out of nowhere, just right out of the deal, starts eating it, then claimed he was going to pay for it later. But they were already he was already on the, the edge of the cliff, ready to be fired. And they I fired only his knew ass. this croissant would measure my life going forward forward yeah really and then he's like it was so much nicer there and he uh, he has this one boss at, at walmart that really rides him hard but really sexy. when he tells the story he's one of the yeah really it's, it's not as sexy as it sounds yeah. uh one of the things though ethan ends up being one of those guys that when he describes a situation you know that he's trying to push it towards his way and it still isn't anywhere near his way yeah you know he's like yeah they told me that i had to do this this and this in an hour and i told him you know what that's a bunch of bullshit Shit. And then we'll start saying it is bullshit, Dad. I'm, I'm, I don't care what it is. You don't say that to your bosses, please, please. And yeah, there you go. That is the intro of the book section, Eric. It's we're going to get into the I like books it better than now. The books themselves. Well, we have two books in this first section, and you'll see by the end. And if so, you do, I, look I give that at opener time eight stamps. out of ten right away. That opener we just did right now. That's I definitely don't know. An eight I would say that it, it's treading water. Right? You know, <laughs> I, I'm like Tom King. I, I don't change the game much because my game does not change. Yeah, we, are, uh, we still come, we are bitching about the same things that we always do. We bitch, bitch about. about the same things all the time <laughs> because they don't change. But I don't but, know hey, that, that lady coming to your house, waking you up in the morning. That's new, you baby. Like that's that? fresh. Yeah, t- Tanya legitimately that's home invasion. said. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a gun and shoot people. I'm like, is, is this just because you have wow. a blood? You, you do realize yeah, you, you know are, what I mean. You're the first one. She's gonna say you were scared her. You are a home invader and you're gonna get shot. You know this is gonna happen. Yeah. And, but I said that, why do you need to kill somebody? I mean, it seems like oh this God, is like Kevin she Ryan wants to, American. I need to hunt the world's most dangerous game, edibles delivery ladies. And it's the There's most no dangerous. Reason. There's no reason. What you do is you go She's down and say. She's all hopped up on the goofballs. I know it. And they, really? Hey, look at goofballs. You go down and say, hey, lady, you notice there's two doors here. Usually people don't just walk through them. And really, I know that you think the most important thing in the world right now is getting these strawberries, the chocolate dip strawberries to us, but they're not that important, though they're all gone already. Everybody ate them. I had one. I tried it out. I I don't mind that sort of thing. It's a little fancy for my taste. And by the end, I I can't eat too many. that are covered in chocolate? Way too fancy. Oh, my. I don't even get ice cream with chocolate on top of it because I feel too hoity-toity. So I I tried. I had one, and they were big. They were almost hand Hand fruits, these things. And uh, I'm telling you, (laughs) it it was too much for me. I, I couldn't eat all of it. 
And then I was just like, Organic. yeah, I don't need that. So then I th- sat uh, down because as I was laying down last night trying to fall asleep because I took my medicine too late once again, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was sitting there. I'm like, I feel like I'm having a heart attack. I, I feel like legitimately I'm not going to make it till the morning. And I thought to myself, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to start eating right. We went to the buffet today for lunch. There you go. Because I sat there and did the, the crazy deal of an addict. <laughs> Just one last time. Just one last time. That, that, is, that is the mantra of any addict of anything, so, any sort so of substance, food, whatever. One last time. You're on one the workout, last you know, get healthy trolley now. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, I am going to be once we go back to work. And, and I will give you a little so wink, tomorrow. wink, nudge, nudge. I ain't going to work on Monday. I've already taken off. So I wasn't going to tell you. Eric. I know I you never do. You always surprise. have these plans where you t- like you. Yeah, you because I'm afraid. Here's the thing. If I don't show up right. and you don't show up, I get yelled at uh-huh. and I don't want to be yelled at. So I figure if I tell you I'm not going to be there, there's no damn way you're showing up. But I will tell you for uh, for Easter Monday, I'm taking a day off. And I think that by the time you see me on Tuesday, if in fact Monday isn't your Friday, uh-huh. uh, I will look at least I, I'd say probably by then I think I'll lose 49 pounds by then. There. What Just are you two killing days, 49 your kids? Pounds. Boom. Yeah, really? I'm, I'm now I'm going to get rid of 140 pounds. Oh, my. I don't know. I don't know how much Tanya weighs. She'd probably be very offended that I said that. Eric, it's time for the books. It's time for the books. Let's get to it. Enough of this nonsense. We we are we have a week where we don't have a lot of books here. And that usually leads us to the idea, hey, we can get done this and actually have a life. It'd be amazing. And then we get on and, and I end up putting a snafu for that with my ramblings on, right? I, I'm like Robert Plant, ramble on. Justice League number twenty-two. Written by James Tynan IV. Oh, my. Does that mean that he's going to show up and have just dialogue and, and, and scenes that are well played? I don't know. Art by Francis Manipal and Tom Napolitano. And, and I'll ask you even before we go, do you like the Francis Manipal art? I told you that you normally do not. No, the thing and is, I thought that I, you would not I, like I get, I, I mean, It's a toss-up for me with Francis Manipal. A lot of times when I, that happens, I know there's going to be a lot of washed-out colors going on. But for the most part, I don't mind the way his art looks. It's okay. just when we get to the action parts of this, say when those weird humanoids attack the monitor, I have yeah, no idea yeah. what's going on in that situation because it all just kind of gets jumbled together. They look like the vampires to me. They look like the green goblins. They're scrolls. I don't know. Yeah, really. It's another Legion of Doom issue, but this one is all about fleshing out Perpetua and the origins of life, the universe, and everything. What you get out of this will depend... But for me, this slammed on the brakes of the story I was really excited about to expand on stuff we were told already. I am fine with expanding the mythos, but why shove it in our faces with a boring and exposition heavy issue? I should ding that. I couldn't even say that. Like this, that ends up being more confusing than ever. And I think that you agree with me. Don't the thing you, is, I was afraid that you would. You start, I actually really was hoping that I would get more out of this just because I, I really liked I it. I was like, too because I wanted you to handle the The whole talking. idea of the background of the DCU, the multiverse in general, I knew things were going to be changed and I wanted to see how clever ways that, that Snyder and Tynan were going to do yeah. things to actually, you know, like, a lot of times like Jeff John. So I want to turn the, you know, the DC universe on its head by adding things to it, but try to come up with a clever way to say, oh, this was always here in a certain way. Yeah, what, that does yeah, make what sense you to all, pass continuity. What I'm telling you now was always what you saw. You exactly. just you didn't, didn't see the, see whole the full picture. scope. Exactly. Or you didn't see the whole deal. By and the yes, time that, I that got done reading this, like. though, where I originally wanted that, 
I just wanted an issue about the Legion of Doom and how they caught that mic. That's all I want to know. How yeah. the fuck did you and, get and that And that's mic? my problem. And I said this to people in Slack where you start out with the Legion of Doom showing up and, you know, you have Mera and, and Starman yeah. and Jaro. They're the only ones left. The Justice League. The Justice Jaro, of League. Mera, and Starman. Justice League, yeah. Will Why did I say the Justice of League? <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're the only ones there. So you do have a thing that I don't think was spelled out enough here. You, you have that one little panel there with the, he's unwriting Earth itself. Right. And that is the idea that Mixie is here and he's unraveling reality. Working to for be able the World to, Forger in the six dimension yeah, working for the world forger to in, input his version of reality and change ours i think that that's one thing that i found very odd to not start with reminding people of that exactly not just drawing this because when you do have the legion of doom showing up with Batmite, which is the awesome day. They are here pretty much if we're in this world, if we pretend that we're in this world, they're here to save the day and yeah. save us. Damn right. I mean, they're here to save us. They're not the Legion really, of Hope over here. Yeah, they're not really bad at this moment. They want to save Earth look, and then we'll with work a baby out the things going the on. Day. Yeah, really. So I, I actually thought that at the beginning, when you do have Perpetua talking like, oh, you know, reality trembles in the midst of attack. I don't need you to get fancy. No. Why are you acting like your chocolate dipped strawberries here? Fancy Just give me the, the full deal. And this is the thing. And this is what I told you when I was getting so angry with you. I was going to punch you in the face. I was and just you trying to get my true. job done. You know it's true. I said to you, listen, you know, we, we end up getting this perpetual thing. It fleshes it out a little. You, you see the monitor. And, the no, and then you're like, and then you're like, well, uh, I, that's what I want. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's not exactly that, though. Uh, you, you only see it. these things. And you're like, well, I like that. And But you kept kind of trying to, you were trying to accentuate the positive. On a book I had read I was telling you, I yes, wasn't I on board the hate you, train for something I no, hadn't read. I needed you to tell me right then and there you hated it. You wouldn't do it. I was so angry. But I said... Just the idea, and this is, where I've, this is where I've had problems with Tynan, and I argue with everybody about this, even in the Slack, especially fans of the Just League Dark. When he shows up and he gives you a heavy narration issue, and that's what this is, you are getting almost the whole issue is through narration. When he does it, he ends up beating around the bush. He ends up trying to be fancy. Instead of just saying, while the world forger is trying to undo this reality so he can replace it with a you know world of his creation, I have to step in and do something. Instead of that, it's reality trembles in the midst of an attack. The mother of everything stirs from within as if waking from a nightmare. I don't need this. I no. don't need this in a story that we are you know kind of waiting for answers anyway. Uh, but boy, some people, I, I think, ever. because I'm telling yeah. you, I want to talk about Perpetua for a second because we knew that Perpetua, she was released from the totality and that came to Earth after the source. There's a whole bunch of goddamn stops along the way to get us to Perpetua. I'm telling you, everything gets more and more convoluted because you have Perpetua. She was in the totality. Where was the totality? Oh, that was in the source wall. Who did that? You know, the source yeah. judges. I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're saying to me anymore. But I knew for a fact that we had to unlock all the seven dark energies, hidden energies of yeah. the universe. In order for Perpetua to get her mind back and be, you know, back there in the game. What, uh, yeah, all that. but we don't seem to have them what yet, happened? right? Now she's just walking around. It seems like she's fine. This and that's the back problem. Is you, you even have her. 
Yeah, you even have her here, and yet we never really got. We ended with her kind of out and about, but never a I she was a big you know tube. interaction with Lex or Brain. You just get thrown into here, and like I said, this is the beginning. The beginning should say, you know, as the World Forger is off in the sixth dimension, you trying know, to Alpheus. make a new world that's going to be replaced. Hold you Alfie. have this over narration. The foundation of the universe beneath her is being rewritten from the sixth and highest plane of existence. It is the action of a fearful child. Oh. Why? Why are we getting fancy? Why? I understand that this isn't, and pretty much, are you with me that by the end, you kind of get a little more flavor? You kind of see well, some things, you get but a most of the stuff the idea we get, we that, already knew. Yes, a lot of it is. But like when the source wall was created by what we're calling now source judges, who seem yeah, to be judges. even higher up than the Perpetua, who are like, you know, like even this whole thing's entity called the Raptor that seems to be sent out by the source judges to imprison Perpetua in the source wall by creating the source. And all of those figures that we used to see and we used to wonder about who are these titans in the source wall? Well, yeah. it seems those were just her her weird creations that are half human, half yeah. Martian things that could wield the thing, but they're gigantic. They're gi- giant titans now, and I don't understand why, but this is what it was. So, okay. The thing about it yeah. is we have this long, long history of the DCU, which in my mind really just kind of started with the crisis in Infinite, on Infinite Earths with the idea of the monitor, the anti-monitor. And even when you go back with Krona and going back to creation, you had that thing that's been going on for the past 30, 40 years with the idea of the multiverse being born in that hand that Krona went back in time to see. And now we see it here where it's, now it's a jagged claw hand that is perpetuous in creating the multiverse. My well, I understand if you wanted to go back and have this this being who we always kind of assumed was the presence or something weird like Volthoom yeah. going back and doing weird things. But now we yep. see her creating this whole thing. But it's not the hand that we have seen in the past. Now it's yeah, a jagged this claw in. You can tie this in with, with things. Yeah, we can tie this in with stuff. But yeah, before we even get to the, the deal, you do have Batmite there. Batmite is there. You saw it before. You yeah. said that was Batmite's symbol. Yeah. It's not a shock, but that's the best part of the it issue is. is him showing and up it's over. and yelling. Let me Hey, I'm Batman's number one fan here to save the day. Let me add him. And you're like, okay, Batmite versus Mixie. Cool. I'm in. Yeah. And we stop. And we stop to go to get this creation story that, like I said, we have been told multiple times. We even were told at the end of the last issue where you had the World Forger pretty much spelling it out again. Now, yes, we see it here. But to me, it feels like a lecture. It feels like something that I'm being. It became a slog to get through, and joy upset me because I want. Really, feels like something like that. This is the stuff that I actually, for like, I wanted to tell you when you were getting mad at me at work, telling me about it. This is what I eat up. I want to know the creation myth that we have with the monitor, the anti-monitor, now the world forger, and this perpetual and stuff like that. But by the time I get done. It doesn't quite add up to everything. No. Even the well, end. even add up. Yeah, even add up. I think that if you had some people who had, you know, learned the stuff from before, didn't read this issue, and they said, okay, well, tell me the story. Tell me what's going on. You're pretty much going to go with that, you know, version we already heard before. We're going to say there was Perpetuate. She yeah. created this. She created her three sons. It was the Monitor, Anti-Monitor, and the World Forger. They, they realized Alpheus, she was fan. Marnovu, yeah, and yeah, Mobius? Yeah, but like I said, that is just there as, you know, flavor. You know, you Alfie get and Marv. But, but in the end, you will you will get to the very same ending. And at one point, you'll say, oh, and she created, you know, the humans made out of human and the Martians. We knew that already. You go on. Then you say at the end, the judges 
judged her, she ended up getting sealed in the source but, wall and they had things set up. We already know this. It's we, weird we though, know because we know certain things, but thing, we know, we, we know that Perpetua existed and a universe that existed before we are, which got us excited because we have dealt with that yeah. since the beginning, the middle of the new 52 at the end, then towards the end of that as well, dealing with the lost army relic when he had yeah. his saga going on and the whole idea like, Oh, what is this weird, you know, universe that existed before our own that ran out of the emotional spectrum that shut down because of that. And then our universe was created to fill its place. We know that Perpetua came from there or at least something that they're dealing with that might not be exactly the same thing, but it's a universe that existed before our own. What happened there where we're going to come to this universe? She's told she needs to build a multiverse and builds, you know, makes three sons to help her out with this whole idea. Yeah. But then we find out that that was all she was supposed to do. She's supposed to move on and do other stuff with the multi different multiverses or die. It seems that the monitor's telling yeah. us, but why is she in this position where, you know what? I tried this justice thing. It's doom all the way now. I'm like, I don't doom. get the idea why doom, we come baby. to this universe. Hashtag we have her three doom. sons, and then we are, okay, we're going to start doing stuff. What you doing, Ma? Look at these abomination things I'm making. They're going to be all about the dooms. Yeah, look why, at this. Mommy? I call it Earth. <laughs> I call this Earth. And uh, welcome to Earth. And, and even, yeah, like, even why, the, Mommy? Why are you doing that, Mommy? You shouldn't be it's doing that. your place, and- Mar. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, and even so with Mobius, because we got this whole new idea of what the Anti-Monitor is. Jeff Johns decided he's going to recreate the Anti-Monitor for the Dark Side War. It was very ambitious in my mind to say that, oh, my God, this was this person was called Mobius before. The Mobius chair was his. He was going out and exploring the Anti-Monitor universe when he accidentally stumbled upon the Anti-Life Equation, which turned him into the Anti-Monitor. Yeah. And then we have his name, Mobius. We have the anti-minor here, and none of that seems to play out or be a part of no, that at all. No, it doesn't play out. And, and even then, then you try to get clever. Tynan tries to get a little clever here, where, but it's not. It's the, hey, you know, I, I'm here forging worlds, and uh, some don't belong, so I'm going to make uh, this guy who can take care of me. His Check name is little Barbados. Barbados. Say hi. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I, right. I, that's that's not clever. That That isn't, it's just to, this, that's to justify you, your past deal. I know, it, it just ends up. You know, justifying the, the from before, but I didn't. It, there's nothing here, like I said, that I'm really that impressed with that I needed to know to go forward with the story. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we'll see more. You are getting names. You are, you know, getting well, it pushed in your face of the three sons there, the Monitor, Anti yeah. Monitor, and World Forger, that at least you're reminded of that. But this to me could have been done in another issue in probably two splash pages. This whole issue. I think that this is a waste of a whole issue where you're just I just got bored and I was really, really enjoying the the story in the sixth dimension. And this slams the brakes on. And I said in my review, I'm done with these Legion of Doom issues. If this is what we're going to get, if we're going to get back to that, these issues that don't seem to push anything forward, just seems to be like, okay, Tynan, you you get your shot to over narrate shit and go for it. it. Just I hate to be this mean about it, but boy, I wish that he would just settle down with this over narration and explanation and try not to be so fancy. I do like him as a writer. It's just something happened during that detective, uh, you know, detective comics deal where after he got done with that, everything has to be over narrated. I don't understand. And I, I said before, you have Francis Manipal's art, but he doesn't really get to do much only because it's narration. So everything is very static. Everything is like, look at this, almost like a storybook of he went here and they went there and they 
did this. And it just, by the end, it, it really just kind of bores me. But you know, go on. Well, Give me even, something more. Give I'm me saying, something to be excited about. Even with the idea about. of Perpetual, moving on, because, all right, we, we built the universe. We got the Monitor doing the Monitor things, Anti-Monitor doing Anti-Monitor things. World Forger creating life and doing whatever he can. It's like, man, I hope this world will rise up to the Monitor's level. But anything like that, we have it going. Monitor realizes... What's mommy up to? She's been acting yeah, kind of mommy? weird. She is making these weird things where for some she's reason. Going, she's, she doesn't know her role. She doesn't know her role. She's not be, slowing right? it. That's even if she does know yeah, her role. She isn't is. slowing But it. the idea seems like to be, I need to create an army because I'm going to do some shit. I know that yeah. the swords judges are coming after me. But even the idea, I'm going to create an army of these little beings, these you know thir- three-dimensional beings or four dimensions, whatever you want to call her, what we exist in. When we are Well, she God, says to look in the fourth dimension, which is, yes. you know, look into the future. These to things are going to be. This. But and, even the idea, yeah. I'm going to create these little things, but they're going to be able to take on these source judges that are higher than she is, it seems like. But I look, I, I scoured the universe that I just created to find the perfect beings so that they could wield all of the seven energies of creation. Turns out I couldn't find them. So I just merged these ones over here with these ones over here, Martians and humans. Check it out. They can do this stuff in a few thousand years, hundred thousand years, whatever it is, they'll be able to do this. But when Which you they see, do. They mess up and break the source wall. The ex- humans exactly. did. But and some idea, other, you know. Like, we were doing that with element X and the nth metal. And I'm like, what does this I have know. to do with the sources, like the, I, the seven energies? Know. And when you say the seven energies, are you talking about <sighs> our positive matter ones yeah, or and the at dark that one versions? Point, at that one point, she mentions that you are over-explaining everything. Then you bring up the energies and stop. I mean, the one thing that I want to overexplain, all, all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, the seven energies, like emotion. I'm like, all right, let's all go. Right. We're getting there. I promise they will strike a powerful chord of emotion, even with you, Mobius. I have woven this place with the seven energies entrusted to me. What are they? And, and why, when we told we were told that we would have these seven dark energies that would get her back, why is she back? Because I don't remember getting all seven no. already in the book. And even the so, idea yeah. where we have these beings that are in this highest part of the you know the dimensions, the sixth dimension, the creation, yeah. and they can look beyond into the fourth dimension and see how everything's going to play out. How does nobody know how this is going to play out and she's going to get locked away and then released, you know, know, how many years later? And then even put that point, find out what the outcome's going to be. Yeah. Well, but that, but then we get the raptor. And, uh, you know, the raptor, the, the giant, the giant the, yeah, source the giant hawk. Who ends up dissipating and then they're like, oh, I guess oh, that that's what? going in the source wall so that it can uh, signal us if she gets out. And I'm like, whatever. Even I, that, that's, what we're t- that's what actually what I was talking about when you're talking about Francis Manipul's art. Because we have these abominations that the Perpetua has made going and attacking her sons because they've put the word out to the source judges that mommy yeah. is up to no good. Mommy. And then and, she realizes that uh, her sons have, uh, you know, treachery. treachery. Attack them, my abominations. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on. The raptor, the giant source hawk is here to go and yeah. take you. And I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, I had no idea what was happening until it was all over. I'm like, all right, I guess they put her in a wall. But then there was a hawk yeah. there that was just kind of I'm like, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, well, that's how that's how they sealed her into the source wall yeah. and then disappears. And the three of them say, oh, look at that. It dissipated. And it's now going to be the system in case our the alarm system. No doubt an alarm system should our mother ever escape. And then, oh, and then I, mean, I just, just love it too because Moby's like, look, you, you just really kind of fucked me because we have a source wall going around everything. My realm was supposed to be the thing to make sure that nothing yeah. passes. You have put me out of work. I'm just going to have a waste. Yeah. Of, hey, them's I'm the just there, a waste. Yeah, them's the brakes, bro. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to break your neck, bro. Yeah, you're going to do that, bro? <laughs> and, <laughs> and just do, there, do, bro. Do, I'm saying the whole idea, too, because we've been talking about with each review that we do about just the idea that the monitor, the anti-monitor, all, they die and are reborn over and over again. Yeah. So I'm like – 
to become a point where they are reborn at a certain point and like forget everything because then they realize, man, I do have an anti version out there and he's going to decide he's going to yeah. break my neck and go and create the first crisis. I'm like, I, I, I don't really get all and, of it. And, you, and, and I love the idea here. because then you go to the Hall of Doom You got Doom a dummy's now. guide for me because I need a little help. Yeah. Well, you go to the Hall of Doom now, and this is where I saw at least two articles with the Justice League number 22 is so important because it rewrites the crisis and things like that. It's just narration where the first crisis would spur another and another no, no. and another. Yeah, really? This is, that's, this is, that's all I need? The, the crises really. are there. It doesn't rewrite anything. And, it just says, yeah, hey, these I, happened. I, all right. Yeah, I told you. And it does write them if you are waiting for it to be rewritten into the continuity. But the continuity is all awry now anyway. So I always assumed, and we've had things and mentioned had we had it's scott snyder all like when well, flash we had scott snyder already mentioned flash yeah. and he talks about the crisis yeah. so this isn't anything new no. i mean we've had this and we've been upset about it we're, we're kind of backing off of that because of how everything's you just know the way it is. i do still i do still think <laughs> that's just the way and some things will never change i end up uh with this still being the book that I think obviously is going to be what's going to lead us forward and whatever continuity we're going to end up being the solid, hey, here's our continuity should come from this book, the way they're going. This issue, I still got my wagon hitched to Doomsday Clock, baby. Yeah, well, this I'm issue, a dummy, maybe it's a combo. Maybe. maybe it'll be a combo of those. But I mean, this issue was one of those. And this is where I think a lot of things are bothering me in the DCU right now. Well, first off, you know, nobody knows what the continuity is. But no, I'm saying this is one of those things that does annoy me is the idea that you can have window dressing galore and then people think it's important because of that. Uh, You know, if you really just read this. Like I said, it doesn't tell you much more than what we already knew. So I'm not going to go I, gaga about. This. I have a problem with it too. Just the idea of how like you know godlike these beings are. And when you say, when I say godlike, I say more because we have the presence in the DC universe who is essentially god of the you know the whole like Christian religion and whatnot yeah. like that. But these are well beyond that. These are beings that created God. So when you start talking yeah. in that idea, it actually really is hard for me to gravitate, like not gravitate, it's um, to really wrap my head grasp. around. Yeah, grasp is where yeah. I was going for. I know it was a G word, but uh, yeah. <laughs> words are hard. But the and idea when you get to this thing, point right? and then creating the multiverse and different realms of the multiverse, the dark you know, realm and the anti-realm and the freaking regular realm, I'm like you are dealing with a lot of stuff here. And for Everything that we're dealing with, you started out with seven dark energies of the universe, and you haven't even told me what those are yet and no. how they work to go with everything else. I'm like, you're leaving a lot of the stuff out. And you might just think, oh, it's just window dressing what we're doing. I need that window dressing because this is so hard for me to grasp. Yeah, I but need we're not getting it. I'm gr- saying yeah. this is, uh, you know, window dressing and, and it's not on the window. No. It's on a brick wall. We're not seeing much at all. And and when I, I'm saying all Sounds this and getting hip. angry, yeah, really, please uh, think back two weeks ago and then think back, you what know, four now? weeks ago and whatever. I have been very high on oh, this yeah. book. A lot more than a lot. A lot of other people. I've been really excited. I'm high as hell on this book. And this just slammed the brakes. And it's not slamming the brakes where I'm like, this book is bullcrap because it's not. This is just an aside. This is just one of these Legion of Doom. It just ends up, you know, irritating me when I just want to keep going and see what's going on. We ended that last Justice League issue with our heroes being put in an apocalyptic prison by an apocalyptic Lois Lane. 
that is awesome. And I couldn't wait to get – and then we get this. And it's just like it, – it feels like a clip then, show by the, the thing end. And the is, while you open it, you're like, okay, it's going to be cool. There's Batman. Yeah. And then you get the yeah. real story and you realize, oh, no, yeah. all of the fun and isn't just, here at all. It's gone. And it's just – it ends up with this narration of just this – this is a, the narration – in this is a very much an equivalent of if you want to know why me and Eric started the podcast and the website, and we kind of got away from talking about this or whatever. It's because all these people with their fancy reviews using these big words and stuff, we 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 didn't even know what the heck they were talking about. We we'd read a I review and the they're like, grasp. "Well, the juxtaposition of the the and this," and we're like, "What? What did you did you like it? I, I don't know what's the best going part, on." Because they had them long reviews and not even give a score to them. Like, I don't know what you want from me with these. Yeah, I'm like, I, I have no idea what's going on so i said you know what me and you both if we start a site and do these reviews because then we'd talk about it like dummies and but, i you said know, jim most look, people if we're gonna, are dummies if i'm we're gonna have this review site i'm gonna have to go back to school and get my master's degree obviously yeah. i've read these reviews that <laughs> and so and we that's the thing we we read a ton of reviews so we knew exactly what we didn't want to do yeah. and it wasn't to be fancy it wasn't to impress people we wanted to tell some jokes and throw some 80s so references talk about some goddamn there. comics and so that that is and basically with this i just i just want a comic i want to have fun and you start out and i'm telling you if there is the way that you can show the rug being pulled out from under me it's when i see batmite and then go off to the rest of the deal because i landed straight face plant thinking i was going to get the funnest uh, thing ever the with, with batmite yeah really really that's what happened but i give it a five and that is a Regular F you. I, I, and I even like the art. I'm a Francis Manipal fan, but the art even bored me because it's just there. And it's just, I, I don't need a storybook telling of the multiverse when I already was told most of this stuff and it could have been in other issues up until now. And I seriously so, need yeah, I thought down. that this was filler. I thought this was filler and it just, it irritated me. But what would you give it? 5.5 out of 10 because I did enjoy the art until the end with the whole when the raptor showed up and I didn't understand what was happening and all of a sudden there was a source wall just there. I'm like, overall... <laughs> This is not a fun issue to read. <laughs> all the fun no. is right in the first couple issues. Batman happens, all right. And then all the fun is sucked out. And you're told this long tale that I can't, yeah. like I said, wrap my head around, can't quite grasp. We're dummies. And That's, I you know, just maybe other to, people are smarter than Maybe. Us, the then. thing is, I need no, to be told are. what you want me to know about the DC universe and what you're changing with the creation myth that we've had here and how it all works out. Yeah. Even the talk about the multiple multiverses, the omniverse and stuff like, we, you know, we haven't really dealt with that. We've had one line that said, you know, the empty hand and killed the other multiverse besides that we don't we don't have anything else like dealing with that so you're gonna have to explain yourself a little bit more for the ideas that you're throwing at especially for these you know these cosmic beings what are those oh the source judges you know the source judges they judge the, the source but uh it's the just judges. it's, it's the goddamn you. people's court because every time it on. gets big it just comes off stupid then as well too because i'm like you know we have these these beyond godlike figures and then what do you have above that even more beyond they the source judges i'm like get out of town but no it's get it's, out of town i want to be able to know what i'm reading about and for the past since just league came on i've been all about the idea of the book and what you want to do i just need you to tell me the story that's going on with it because right now you keep skipping all the important parts of my mind just to move on to yeah. the next goddamn action scene and i don't need that 
Yeah, and if I'm going to accentuate the positive, I guess maybe it gives you a scope of things as big. But I, I knew they were big, big anyway. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I just want to get on. And this, like I said, this does not put me down on this series and what we were getting at in the sixth dimension, because this is just an aside. This is just, to me, a filler issue. It's a flavor issue. So I can't wait till the next issue. I'm still full on. I, I'm still loving it. And it, it. Again, I've been giving the regular Just League book like nines, and they we don't do that. They, no. I mean, really, everybody I'm not enjoying as much as you are. Yeah, but I am. All right, Eric, and what's the next book? It is Nightwing number 59, written by Dan Jurgens, new writer Dan Jurgens, with art by yeah. Chris Mooneyham and Nick Filardi and and World Design. Charge, for some reason. It appears Charge. we have a new fire villain, Bloodhaven, that goes by the name of Burbank. Uh, Burbank. Burnback. Burbank. And I'm telling you, I actually thought I write, uh, wrote Burbank. I did not. It's Burnback. Really? But uh, Burnback. by the name of Burnback. And because of that, Rick Grayson is paired up with the firefighter Nightwing Hutch. And with that, we finally get to know why Hutch never became a police officer. Oh my! And yeah, you you said Burbank. to me you said to me that it reminded you of like a Bloodhaven tar pit type yeah. deal. It actually reminds me of what was going on in the uh, the uh, Brian Michael Bendis deal in uh, Superman. The what's it called? That, that stupid. No, no, that smoke type stupid deal. Whatever <laughs> that, that villain that you like. Yeah, it just reminds me of like. Red Cloud nonsense uh but yeah uh you know this is one of those where you're gonna get dan jurgens on here i like dan jurgens so i uh, i'm excited to, have him on. to me i did not realize that dan jurgens was coming yeah out, he was taking over like the book. joker's daughter was gonna have way more to do and yet yeah joker's daughter seems off into the sewer and just like every other time she just kind of disappears out of nowhere and who yeah. knows when she'll pop back up again yeah to do yeah nothing. we'll see We'll see. Uh, but with this, the, the thing that throws me off is with Dan Jurgens coming on the book, it seems like he has to remind himself, you know, that Dick Grayson or Rick Grayson doesn't have his memories and stuff well, like that. And we that's do this one of the things. Anyway. Yeah, I know, but it, it seems even more here. And I wish that when Dan Jurgens jumped on, he would say like, okay, enough of this nonsense. But, but it's like eight pages. I, I mean, you're you're going oh, on and on on about it. And, and the problem with it is at this point, most people who don't like the idea of a Rick Grayson, they bail there. Oh, yeah. They're gone. The people who are left, we know this and we know. So I don't mind seeing them spar with Hutch. I like that. I like the idea that as we go forward, we see why Hutch – doesn't really want somebody that's not trained out yeah. and about because he was that guy before. He just saw, and he he just saw Zach getting, almost getting killed before when they yeah. were fighting a scarecrow. And, and then a, it even goes a, a little more yeah. when he was the guy who wasn't trained enough to go out there. So I don't mind that. I, I actually really like that. And I like getting a little more of Hutch. It's something that we've been asking for. If we're going to continue with this Nightwing squad, you do need to know more about the characters yeah. and the reason why we wanted to know. For issue after issue now about yeah. the idea that Hutch never finished the police academy now, I'm like, yeah and that? still we still really don't know why I, I mean you do know what came about but what, what did he do because he, he, he really, shot a guy yeah <laughs> he shot a police this officer is the, this is the thing though he was on the right it, it that's that's a new recruit on a ride around i don't know why this would be as pretty much would get i take out. it to the idea remember when starship troopers when one person in that group shot the other guy during a training mission and then she just kind of quit the academy 
Yeah, but this is the thing. He got kicked out. He doesn't even say he quit. He says they, they're like, he got kicked out. And it's weird for them to throw him into this deal. And now it was, you know, I got kicked out. I got kicked out. And now we find out he was on a, you know, a drive along and things went wrong when it looked like he shouldn't have been there anyway. It was more of the, you know, police department's fault, I, I think. But, mm-hmm. you know, you have this whole thing where you have, uh, you know, Rick sparring with Hutch. And, and, and I, I just love like the him. idea because Hutch, you know, he's wearing his Nightwing costume that he has, which makes sense. You want yeah. to train in this whole situation. But Nightwing, he just has to, like, not night. Rick Grayson just has Rick, the, yeah. the grease paint over his eyes and shirtless. Oh, yeah. I'm like, is this how you go out? At least he's not Nightwing? nude. At least he's not nude. That's <laughs> well, all I care about. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's an extended deal. of, But I, li- I like the interaction with the two. And I like the idea. I, I, again, I'm getting sick and tired of, I don't have my memories. Oh, I don't have that. But I do like the idea that he, got muscle within, memory. within Rick's mind there, he's saying, like, boy, I better let Hutch get a little over me here. Or it it a seems little a little too much. And, and he does let that happen. Um, but, but not too by much. the end of it, because then Hutch has to no, start no, like, but I'm talking you. shit about it. All right, time to put Hutch in his place. And, and by the end of this, I'm going to have a little clip here because if you are a fan of a movie that I love, American Ninja, uh, with Michael Dudikoff, uh, you, you will recognize that the this is very that? similar to them. Yeah, there, there's a couple of us. But here is exactly to me what happens by the end of this. You know, I've been instructing martial arts in the armies for many years now, but you've got some sharp moves. Who'd you study with? Nobody. I just picked up a few things here and there. In the streets. In the streets. Yeah, on the streets. That's what it kind of comes about at the end. It kind of comes about at the end of this. Where it's just like, man, you got some moves. What are you, military? What are you this? But you don't really no. get much. And we know what, what it is anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so when it's going there, you have Hutch go off. And this is where we get the information. Where he's going to go and visit you know, the guy that he was on that, the, the sergeant. officer that uh, he was on a yeah. ride along with when he it's shouldn't Sarge. have been. Yeah, and he was there and he goes and it, it's this whole thing continuing like, you shouldn't be here. You know you're not supposed to be here. And he goes in to see Sarge. He's like, man, Sarge, you know what? I'm training somebody else and uh, I, I'm I, a little I just worried. love this whole thing. I don't know what kind of system this is, uh, like a hospice kind of thing, just the idea because Sergeant, you know, Walter Stapleton, looks he's like been a in a coma hospital for a while. Like just the me. idea yeah. when Hutch shows up. It is. It's the Mercy is at General. The, at the receptionist, I'm like, all right, I better call, you know, Alfonso Sapienza, yeah. you know, the, the yeah. police detective to get him down because I happen to know that he's an associate of Hutch to get him yeah. down here to get Hutch out of here before yeah. Walter Stapleton's daughter really, shows up. It doesn't and gets really upset. Lead, lead together. I'd like, like that wow. the, the, this the nurse is on the ball. Yeah, really. The nurse reception, like, huh? Give her a well, raise. I know there's this Nightwing squad going out. And I think it might be Hutch and Sapienza, so I better call Sapienza. Which really doesn't have that much of a connection, like you said. But they want to get here, and they want to get him out before. Well, before the daughter shows yeah. up, the daughter who blames everyone, including the police department and Especially everything, Hutch, for, for her father being in a coma. But yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I want to know. And you should have thought of that five years ago. You should have, with all this idiocy, that ride along. And I'm like, I, I need Look, to I, know what. I, th- I was a cadet. It wasn't my idea. I'm telling you, I'm put in this situation. You know, what am I supposed to say? No, I'm not going on a ride along with you, officer. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, I really, I still want to know what really happened on this ride along. She just says, you know, the department can burn in hell. It was your fault. It was the department's fault. They go. I'm getting the idea that he ended up trying to, he stumbled into something a little too much and, and ended up in a firefight that shouldn't have been. I don't know. I don't know. For some I, reason, I, I was know. thinking something really simple or they're going in and he was supposed to cover him and he ended up shooting him in behind. Like, yeah, you know, I don't I think he, he shot him. I don't really think he no? shot him. I No, I, I don't think that they would go that bad that he was that bad i think that he ended up like one of those in colors you know another movie i love Man. where he ended up going where like hey cool down let's not go into this and he just stormed in and everybody was getting shot and he wasn't there or, or like you just said he, he wasn't wanted... covering them like he was supposed right. to he or got, there's a situation he... where you know walter stapleton he's a depressed guy he wants to end it all and hutch he's not going to let him go down with that because yeah, they, they don't get the family doesn't get the pension we'll on a see. suicide he no, took, i don't he took i don't the think blame. that's the case i'm telling you I, I don't think it's going to be as dark as maybe a accidental So I don't have a shooting. middle is what you're talking about. I just have, it's I, I too just, much or not too far yeah, enough. Yeah, I just want to know what's going on. But while this is going on anyway, uh, Sapiens is like, you got to get out of here. You know, we got to go. And, you know, this girl starts you throwing shade. They leave and you go to Rick with B. And all of a sudden they're, and this is the best. This this does crack what me up. What is with these girlfriends? All of a sudden, oh, there's this girlfriend there. And the idea, it does kind of go with Dan Jurgens going back to that idea that Rick Grayson, Dick Grayson does not like any sort of tech. See, I don't even he go doesn't with that. have a, a, I go, a phone. I go with Rick Grayson being a new man. He's man about town. He's not going to have any goddamn leashes on him, making sure that people can keep tabs oh on him. He is man yeah, about town, Rick Grayson. She wants a tab. And you know this is going to lead into just something where he same thing to me. Right? I did not use that phone anymore either. She got no, me a Tanya at that cell one point, phone yeah. for Valentine's Day. I used it for about a week. I'm like, nope, not for me. Yeah, Tanya ended up uh, having that app where you can track the phone. And unfortunately, it, it's not that specific. So it pings off a tower. And she thought I was in Collegeville and thought I was cheating on her when I was at work. And she got all fired up, drove to work, was going to kill me. Uh, but yeah, so there you go, Rick Grayson. Good, good luck, buddy. Why did she drive to work to kill you if she didn't think you were there? Eh, you know, things don't work out A, B, and C in her mind, Eric. <laughs> they really don't. I guess that was the first place she was going to check. Uh, but yeah, I remember that that one point I'm taking photos of the clock well, and things. And it me. was almost like the selfie of me and the clock. I should have had a newspaper up there. I was throwing gang uh, signs up in the background. Yeah, it was really, weird. It was, it was terrible. She told me i wasn't allowed to be a member of the crips with you uh but yeah all of a sudden this is what off? makes me laugh though is there a fire engine goes by now this is just rick grayson you know he's just a rick grayson, man about he's town. there all of a sudden i gotta go and and peace like there's been what? some arsonist no, b you don't like, understand yeah, you're no, but, she's like you're not a firefighter and i agree with her what do you get off telling me what i'm not he just i don't believe running. in titles b he's like yeah but people could be in trouble i want her to yell yeah that's what the fire department's for as he runs away he does end up catching up with hutch obviously and this dan jurgens joins in here and everything kind of fits too conveniently the idea that we have an arsonist going around bloodhaven the firefighter you know nightwing is on the case with a goddamn burn like a, a yeah. fire villain i'm like yeah of course it's not sapienza or freaking you know, zach or anybody else that we're with no. at the nightwing group yeah. it's the one firefighter nightwing it's that the we're firefighter with. that already was training at the beginning then went off for the deal uh with that I actually thought before we ended up having the villain revealed, you know, at the end, everybody burns. Well, I'm saying it's I on the cover thought, as well. No, I'm saying I actually thought that the daughter uh, of the Sarge might oh, be involved really? because she was trying to be like, you know what? You think you could just go off to the fire department? Well, here you go, buddy. 
Here, wow, fight she this. is taking this hardcore. She's, she's fighting this fire a, with fire. There's been a there, lot right? of arson cases going on in Bloodhaven lately, and she just keeps lighting more and more fires, now, again, hoping to get Hutch. The, again, this is the deal, though, with this arson. It, it just goes right back to me to the Brian Michael Bennett Superman books. Where I'm like, really? What are these arsonists? Also, I like the idea that I wish this was in Burnside, Eric. Or it's Burbank. Not. It's in, it's in, it's in <laughs> fucking <Bloodhaven>. stupid. <laughs> Burnside. But now uh, you end up that I like the art. Everyone I, I did like the art. I like the, you know, what we get from Hutch. I, I like that little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, I, it's more than I we got at the beginning. Yeah. So if you are in for the long game and Which you are going to have this Nightwing, you know, team last more than I thought it would be I just, last. I need to have uh, Rick you need have that. more of a costume than he has because I like the way everybody else looks because obviously they're wearing his old costumes a little bit, you know, like refined or whatever for their yeah. own personality because like Hutch likes to go sleeveless on his red red Nightwing costume. Yeah, no, but of like, course he does. I want Rick to Look have – guns. I, I'm, I'm looking all the time. I mean they're I want Rick to have something though besides for just grease paint cover and making a mask out of his face. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's his deal, old grease paint. What I need, actually, in this that book, really what I really want. Identifying mark on the side of his head where the bullet hit him. Yeah, what what I really want is the idea that, you know, Rick Grayson goes and says, hey, uh, you know, meeting, meeting in the ladies' room, uh, you know, meet me there. They go what? and he's like, listen, guys, don't you know that song? There's a meeting in the ladies' room. He goes in and says, listen, guys, uh, I was Nightwing. I just want you to know, let's get all this nonsense out of there. I stopped being Nightwing because I got shot. I didn't have my memories, but I was Nightwing and I want to be involved. I like this team. That's all I need. I don't want to keep getting every issue where you have it. It's almost gets to the point where it's like when somebody's not going to tell you their name, like tell us where they're about to say, man, you're just like the Nightwing, but it never gets that far. But they have to keep wondering why this guy can fight so well and things like that that just you know let it out let, just let them know and go forward so you don't have to have hutch worried that you're not going to be good enough and things like that's that. that's issue 60 or 65 right there i'm in my telling mind. you it ends up it just ends up extending special the anniversary a little more issue, than it has to be rick I, told you I, I thought rick grayson was only going to last till 60 yeah. i think i was i was wrong i think yeah. now we might have to wait till 75 oh my goodness the but thing if is, we're going to do that reason, stop though, with this nonsense for some reason though with you talking to me about walter stapleton daughter the option that got shot and how angry she is i thought it was very convenient the idea that we have a fire villain going around yeah. causing fires while we have a firefighter you know nightwing who's front yeah. and center yeah. here giving us I think that's what and the thing is i didn't even think about that because it felt way too convenient because i was already dealing with the way well, too convenient the stuff Th- that's my the, point though the it's fire, everything is so convenient that that just seems to be very very at convenient the police station the whole yeah. idea I'm like she was yeah. mad at the cops for what happened she's mad at hutch and also a firefighter, mad at hutch. Yep. and i'm like Oh, God damn it. It can't be that convenient, can it? Also, she has a lot of rings, oh. and uh, I'm looking at her now. She's I was looking to see if there was any, I was thinking if there was anything that would give you the – she has some bag of stuff and a satchel. Anybody who has we a have, bag I'm and a satchel, though, why does she need to carry so many things? You know what she's doing? She's carrying a grudge, Eric. That's what she's got in that satchel. <laughs> she's the, she's the villain. I'm telling you, it would be weird to just have a lady show up and then end up being this monstrosity. I'm just saying, though, you keep saying it looks like Red Cloud. I'm like, look at that last page. It looks like Tar Pit. It does look. I'm just saying the whole idea of arson and all this just kind of goes back to that in my mind. And, and really, when you have this, we getting have a lot then? of 
okay. treading water. Uh, no, when we had that Man of Steel and right. the Brian Michael Bendis, that oh, whole thing I was based on when, arson. When, when yogurt it was, was just going around causing fires. Yeah, I'm saying yogurt. it was all this thing. It, it really feels the same. Uh, but yeah, what'd you give this? I ended up giving this a seven out of 10 because I really enjoyed the art, even though it's still, it's not the greatest art anybody's ever seen. I'm still enjoying it though. I like the idea that we're exploring individual night wings of the, and we're dealing with Hutch right now, which yeah. has been the big thing in my mind. It is a very convenient at times, even more convenient than I would hopefully like to admit at this point, like, you know, yeah. I don't want it to end up being, you know, the Stapleton's daughter, but if that's the case, it's even more convenient. She which just is kind shows of, up out of nowhere and, and then we get a new villain. It's obviously, so that's the case. And I'm just a goddamn dummy, but I end up giving it a seven out of 10 and I'm still enjoying the series. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm actually going to go seven out of 10 as well because I am enjoying the series and it seems like, again, now you have Dan Jurgens on it. Yeah. He's going to start off with a with lot Dan of Jergens, recap. Though. Uh, but it, we have this issue. Remember his progression uh, where, throughout, like Batman yeah. Beyond, how like yeah. little yeah, there was. But we liked action splat, comics big, enough. Big cliffhanger, you know. Hey. You know yeah. Uh, yeah, that seems to be his, you know, mo. But you know, I I like him enough, and uh, I just I want to give this book at least a fair shake because a lot of people are writing it off, just like Aquaman that me and Reggie will mention later, well, and I'll bullshit. mention this book as well. I, I like it enough because it's a fresh start. It's something you know, it's trying to do something all different. All new Nightwing and. Yeah, no, no, all new. No, Reggie mentions that. But uh, you have Aquaman, <laughs> where I even say later, I don't know why I'm telling you, but I want to tell you, Eric, is I do think you need something to separate from the Dan Abnett run. And with this, you know, it, it, it's something new. So, you know, I'm giving it a fair shake. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't like it. But yeah, 7 out of 10. And we're going to go off now to some mail. Well, you know why I'm coughing. You know it's for 20 up in here. Yeah, who it is? It's bring it back, Billy, again. Oh, you know I missed you, boys. You know I got them blue balls for my buddies, telling them everything they used to like. <laughs> Go tell you what you ought to bring back. Well, I heard y'all wanted to bring back the Teletubbies. You know you're bringing back them little goblins. Oh, so cute. Baby in the sun. And Eric, I heard you wanted to bring back Froyo. That chunky booty gonna get even chunkier. Gonna squeeze it. Yeah. And Jim, I heard you're gonna bring back common decency. <laughs> Bad on my watch. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Oh yeah, it's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Amen, it's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Amen. Let's hear Hi, Eric. It's Mail with Jim. Is Uh there Mail Robot around? Is he there? Can he take over for the rest of the podcast? Is there possible? (laughs) Beep, bop, boop. It's me, Mail Robot, at your service. Is that how you would say it? Child, grow up. 
beep up if you want to be part of the mail sections then you would email the guys over at weird science dc comics at gmail.com that's how you'd say it eric that's, i'm tired well how did it get so late how did it get so late and especially at a part of the podcast that's so early i know how does this happen is this time travel why? Why is this the last thing we're doing? I was tired, baby. I'm tired. I ended up having to go and get Ethan, and he, he was taking too long. And I, I told you I have to pick him up at 10. Right. And when did 10 become too late for me? Uh, I ended up going, and I, I go to get him, and at 10 o'clock, he's not ready. So I want to go. I, I ended up having to get Tanya some uh, yogurt, you know, because that's her thing. Yogurt, sands, any Didn't sort of utensil to eat it. And they, pff, who are you talking about? You know, do you think that's going to last? I got to pick up yogurt all the time. So she's like, oh, you're going to get Ethan. Can you get me yogurt? I said, listen, listen, honey buns. If I end up going there and there's too many people in line, that ain't happening. But I, we got, you know, I left a little early. They actually still had both of the self-checkout going. So I ended up doing that. But at this Amazing. point, then it's 10 o'clock. There's no Ethan. So I, I want to go out in the car, but I know that actually extends the deal because then he comes out and he's looking around like a chicken with his head cut off. He can't find any, me. So I say I send him a Plus text. Plus it's a new said, car. He doesn't know what it looks like yet. Yeah. Well, I, I send him a used to that shit. So yeah. if there's not a lot of people there, it's it's a little easier. So I message him. Hey, I'm going to be at the, the exit that we usually go out. of. So I go to that exit. I've already paid. I have everything there. And I'm just sitting there with the cart still and the stuff. This lady comes up who works there and says can i help you no and i'm like oh i'm wait i'm like i'm waiting for my son she goes oh okay and then she walks away comes back i'm telling you a minute later you're still waiting are you there's there's seats over here because i'm at pretty much in front of the the help desk right and then there's seats over in that weird side i mean i said now if i sit there he's never gonna see me oh that makes sense so then about 30 seconds later you still here? What are you oh, doing? God. And now I'm like, what's going on? And I realized I'm looking at my phone. I was looking at the Slack chat. I think she thought I was f- filming people. Like I was on the down low, you, you know, creep. filming naughty pictures or something. I'm like, I'm waiting for my son. He works here. And then she's like, oh, who's your son? Ethan. She goes, oh. And then just walked away. I'm like, yep, that makes sense. That makes sense. She was that makes sense since you've been shaking there. Shaking her head. Yeah, really. I'm just like, come on. So then I'm messaging him. What's taking you so long? Let's go. Let's hurry up. And he's like, sorry, I'm doing my job or something. I say, your job right now at five after 10 is get your ass to the exit so we can get out of here so we can finish this podcast. So, yeah, it's the mail section there. Uh, so irritated. And then he, he gets in the car. He's all miserable. Hey, what's going on? Same thing. I'm like, well, what? It's true. My boss. Oh, what happened with your boss? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. And then that was it. And I'm like, all, all right, right, let's put on Howard Stern done and, and done. drive home. I am done. Uh, so, yes, Tanya got her yogurt. Ethan's pissed off. And this lady thought I was up to no good, I guess. I don't know. It seemed very weird. Uh, but weirder, this is mail section number one. And we have one mail. Uh, we have two males for the night, each at their own section. This may not even be a male for the podcast. <laughs> Manship ended up talking to me about you know, his nonsense, you. you know, how Manship goes. You know, who knows what is what? I, I can never tell what the guy is. He says, so I, so I have our next New Jersey work trip all planned out. 
And this is what he says. Now, he had problems. He was asking me, hey, what's the best way to fly into New York? I said, well, probably flat your wings. You son of a bitch. I don't know. (laughs) So what do you think I know? I I said, go go on, you know, go on the Internet and find out. I don't live in New York. as Reggie. Uh, So he's like, oh, I thought maybe you knew something. No. And then he's telling me about this. I think we've made it quite obvious over the years you've listened, Manship. We know nothing. Yeah, we know nothing. He had some problems getting in and out of Philadelphia. At some point, I think guns were drawn on him. He was saying, and I said, well, you know, you're not in Philly because you didn't see a guy tasered and shit his pants. And that, you know, that's at the Greyhound Depot. Uh, He says he's going to fly into Philadelphia, which is a longer drive to New Jersey. But at least we don't have to deal with that New York bullshit. (laughs) We'll not bore you with the work details as the best part involves meeting you and Eric for some disc golf. That's what he says. He claims he's going to meet us. For some disc golf. I'm glad I know about this. I'll tell you, you you let me know when this is happening because I got to go start practicing. So I destroy you. It looks like the preserve DGC is not too far from you guys. And and practice, I mean, I'm going to go skip rocks or fucking skip around town. Uh, He says that's in Percocy, PA 18944. He told me, thank you for the the zip code. And is located on the edge of Nakamixon State Park, which should make for some scenic holes. Yeah. I don't know if he's coming on to me now. Telling you, is he coming on to us? I remember at the whistle stop. I've never played uh, disc you know, golf, but I've seen you some ever go to the whistle stop? There's some scenic holes there. I was known for its scenic holes. Don't worry, I have plenty of discs to pick from. Over two dozen with different specs. And now I'm thinking, is he going to put these in his luggage? <laughs> the only rule is I have is that the two of you have to eat some of Michigan's finest edibles with me. Don't no. worry, I will get you home after. Now, now he says this. Is he? Is my car going to be left there? Also, is he coming in the airport with these? Because I don't know if he will get arrested. Because these are Obviously, really his wife. It's his wife's stuff. Uh, but he says, Michigan, you know me. Eric will partake, not me. Why? I don't know. Edibles. Isn't that what we were talking about with the uh, the strawberries? And, <laughs> and you would partake. It. I was against Can't- it. Can't wait to kick your ass, Jim. For Eric, I just hope that he can make it through all 18 holes, you know, because he smokes, he says. Now, I'm going to tell you, if you beat me in disc golf, I will legitimately, we will fight. That's what would happen. And I say this, this is how it's, this is going to end up. This is because I'm, I'm not going to let him go, leave with, with me on the losing end of anything. What's going to happen is he's going to set this up. And I'll tell you right now, man, Chip, this is what happens. You show up at the old Nakamixon Preserve DGC. You're going to be standing there a long time because me and Eric aren't showing. No, That's how not. we win. I got we some win by big not things playing. going on that week. Yeah, I do too. What I end it? up war. I'm going to war gaming this shit. The best way to win is to not play at all. Hey, is there a lot of flooding there or something? Looks like the course condition is currently bad. Could that be the course condition info needs to be updated? He said, I just it's assume it's a, a real shitty course. I, I assume lake. it's a real shitty course. Yeah, really. It is by a lake. Uh, lake Nakamixon. I don't know. Uh, a lot of people I've heard, like out of state and stuff, come and think it's so beautiful. I think it's like the scummiest thing ever, I've right? Been there, it's done not that. that exciting. Yeah, really. It, it, that's what you said about Jess the other day. I said yeah, that was not I said that this morning. Have fun. <laughs> but that's it. That's the first email section, wasn't that Thank quick, you, quick and easy? I told you. It's like don't manship. Don't take marijuana on a plane, It is manship. like manship. Quick and easy. 
he says. Yeah, really. He's going to end up getting arrested. And, and the funny thing is they're going to be like, all right, you're you're under arrest. And he's like, but, but sir, these edibles are mine. They're like, no, no, no. We're arresting you for having this nonsense disc golf. Obviously, crap. you're a terrorist. Really? Get out of town. Yeah, really. You're a terrorist where there is actual – he's terrorizing normal sports Ooh. with this nonsense that he's saying is uh, – Matchup. The other what day, we need to he, do he is go me. around. We got to go around. We got to get a bunch of people together for some ultimate frisbee going on. We need to make some teams up, really? find some people. What, what, what do you want to do? Get these edibles? Are we going to hacky sack it then afterwards? What I mean, really? No. What, what are we going to hacky sack? You need to partake to have fun. Next thing I know, we're, we're traveling. I, I end up. Playing Ultimate B, Hacky Sack. The next thing you know, I'm, I've been following fish around the country for uh, six 1995. months. I didn't even know what happened. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the middle. I think they broke up, Eric, and I'm still following them in some odd way. And in where my is mind, the Dave Matthews band? No, no. I heard something where uh, one of the guys has a new band. I don't know how these things go. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan at all. I don't like fishing and I don't like fish. I think Manship probably likes fish, right? It seems like his style. It does. Also, if we're going to do this, you better have hot pants on Manship and a a half shirt. Then we'll get some good fun. And really, it ends with me throwing him in Lake Naka Mix. Me kicking in his teeth and throwing him in Lake Naka Mix. Hot pants Manship throwing discs around. (laughs) Can you imagine that, me and him prancing around? Yes. (laughs) The two of us. For some reason, I can. And also, you have to hold my hand between holes. I, I need that as well. So, Manship, yeah, those are the rules. To set those up, and I'll kick your teeth in. But that is the end of the first male section. And we're going to go off to a uh, weird section coming up because we're going to be talking Aquaman with Reggie. But it's just going to be me. No, yeah. Eric Shea. We're, we're still trying. We're figuring out this better recording way. And the way we have to do it is the first time I get involved, then Eric comes in. It's kind of like how you set up, you know, swingers type deal. I go in. I don't know. I get the lay of the lamb. Then the threesome comes later once I'm comfortable. Right. That's how it's how swingers but work. Me, that's how it does for me. I don't know about you. I mean, that's how you know, I don't. And just in case anybody cares, because I'm not on that Aquaman review, I still don't like it. Yeah, Eric does not like it, which I pretty much point out throughout the whole thing. Eric probably would hate this. Eric probably would hate this. So, yeah, you'll get a bit of that. But we're going to go off now for me and Reggie to talk Aquaman. Hello, Reggie. We're Brought back here. a classic, huh? Yes, yeah, the I, tide I figured, is high. The tide is high. I figured that would be a good one Why for uh, this book. It, it kind of matches up with it, right? Sure, I, I, the only sure. Other, I was trying to think of some other uh, songs because I was going through the songs to do this. And since we're doing this uh, in a different way, me and you are recording uh, with the software that me and Eric use. And we're still trying to figure out as we do this, we're going through steps. Me and you are going to try it out, see if it works. If it does, then me, you and Eric will try it out, see yep. if it'll work with three people. We've had some really bad things with three people, but recently then we'll try it worked. Four, on the then five, five, then six. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to that uh, that one year end oh, review God. show where we had like seven people. Uh, I believe it was Jody who fell asleep, fell asleep. near the end. <laughs> we were recording till 4 a.m. That was awesome. hilarious. Yes, it was. But yeah, we're here to talk. And not a lot of books tonight. So what me and you are going to be talking about is your one book. And you haven't had many books. And you said to me earlier today, because we got the review copies, and you're like, yep, back to the good old grind, because next week you have a ton. 
And I have quite I have, a few books. And yeah. I have none. So I, I'm going to be sitting pretty, though I said I'll always add some crazy nonsense. I, I, me and uh, Pete from NYC are talking about goddess mode, and we haven't really reviewed that on the site. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll throw that out there, uh, though it's a You'll, you'll probably also produce 15 podcasts next week maybe. or something. That's all. <laughs> I might, because I did take off for, uh, and it is, you know, Easter, Passover, all that stuff going on. Um, we got Friday off at our work, but not Monday, which is really weird to me. Um, but I ended up taking, uh, Monday off anyway. I hey. said, the heck with it. I took a day off. Eric, I didn't tell Eric because Uh-oh. if he finds that out, he'll take the day off and then somehow I'll get yelled at for both of us. Being well, off. You know. But so I didn't tell him, but he may anyway, but me and you are going to be talking about this one book and what is it, Reggie? You know, it's now called, for some reason, All New Aquaman, number 47. Did you notice that? I see it. All New Aquaman. It wasn't wasn't all new uh, last issue or the last four. I don't know why suddenly it became the All New Aquaman, but this is issue number 47, written by Kelly Sue DeConnick, art by Robson Roca, Daniel Henriquez, and Sonny Go. It's rhyme time, it's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. It's rhyme time, it's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. Nama is free, the dragon unleashed. She's gonna leave the world all salty and bleached. Then the younger gods wanna pay the price. They are absorbed into Nama as a sacrifice, but they didn't solve shit by becoming martyrs. Nama is stronger, now this is much harder. Then Kylie tells Arthur uses voo voo voo, and Nama explodes into some elder clod glue. Hello, weird science. Yes. Thank you. Now, yes. now we have. We, I'm gonna. Have, I didn't realize that. I didn't even think ahead. I can get some. I can get some sound effects to be, you know, up in the ante. That's here. true. That's, you can, you can that DJ this. Oh my god. That's what I need. DJ I need Jimmy that stuff. Jim yeah, that's one of the be. things. It's like the neck one. I, I end up uh, being able to, and it's still, it frustrates me how little a soundboard that I have, but it's it's better than nothing, I oh, guess, yeah. right? So that's pretty cool. But yeah, uh, this issue, and it's it's a decent thing that Eric isn't here anyway. He's hated this book. He really yeah. is not I, I, I think he all. would hate this one also as well. Yeah, I think he would too. And I think that that's the problem is with Kelly Sue DeConnick coming over. And I, I was more positive when we first started than the three of us. I was, and I kind of drifted back from that, but it's one of those, I think that when people were thrown off right away and people with the whole idea of Arthur, you know, Andy, not having his memories, people pretty much in, in my mind, wrote it off like a Grayson, like a Nightwing, Rick Grayson, especially, mm-hmm. and have not really gone back to give it a tr- chance. And so what we're seeing, this is part five of five of this unspoken water. We do end up getting what appears to be, you know, kind of an ending, you know, for this thing going forward. I still don't know an how ending, he's An get... ending for this conflict. I yeah, mean, you know, yeah. Yeah, we, we don't get him back to No, Arthur, and that's King what I thought that people whatever, were, yeah. I think people were hoping that by the end of this five issues that, uh, they wanted that but yeah. you don't get that quite i do see and you even said before we recorded there's a lot of people who have said listen i'm not gonna i don't want to read this nonsense but i'm not gonna give up the character per se i'll give kelly sue DeConnick a chance but not on this this is not what they want they're gonna wait until he's proper proper right. uh, you right. know aquaman 
and then they'll give it a shot. But it's a shame because you're getting some things here. Now, I'm not going to go overboard. I saw somebody who did a review this week and basically said that Mother Salt is one of the best, uh, you know, Nana Nana, whatever, is one of the best villains that they have read in 50 years. And no, I think that, that's, that's, I think that's going on the other way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was like, really? That, that's what you think? And so I, I heard so many things coming into this issue because there, this is a book that when i tweet out your review before people even read your review to see if you liked it hated it the middle ground they're always throwing shade at this book and so i and throwing shade this week the one person comes out and says to me uh, you know hey at weird science dc uh it's nonsense that mara has to pick a, a husband and that, and that i'm like all right let's see what's going on here we're gonna get some mara there's no mara in this no. I'm sitting there like, well, what's going on? I, I, yeah. so people, when, you, when you told me that, I was like, what is he talking about? That doesn't I even think show that up once yeah. in this thing. No, <laughs> and I think that shows you that people have pretty much written this off in general. And they're you know, either, I'll tell and, you, my, my problem with their first couple of issues especially had to do with preconceived notions and wanting to get more understanding of what happened to Arthur after – was that metal that this all? No, what was that? That yeah, was the drowned earth. Thing. That was drowned uh, earth. Yeah. Where he where he got sucked up into the uh, other world and whatever the hell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that aside, I I do think this is a good complete story, and this ends it well. You know what I mean? As far as I was concerned, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. And, and when we talk, the one thing that I said before, and I think I said on the podcast, I think, I know I said this to Eric at one point at work when we were talking about things, is the idea that you had. Dan Abnett, and even before Dan Abnett, you had, you know, Jeff Parker, then you had a bit of Cullen Bond. Uh, but since Dan Abnett jumped in at the end of the new 52 and then continued that long run, you have such a long run of Dan Abnett with this, what people called, you know, the underwater Game of Thrones and things right. like that going on. And uh, by the end of that, I do think we needed something to set this next run apart. You can't yes. just have, I mean, what are you going to do? Just have Aquaman just sitting there in the throne room with Mera. And then, because the only other way you're going to get something new feeling then is for Arthur to maybe like, hey, you know, Mera, you're, you're terrible. I'm leaving. This sets it up that way. And if it does go back to just Aquaman going back to Atlantis and doing his things, at least we have a separation of the story. We have a separation from Dan Abnett to this, and I think that that's all this is. That, well, you that know, really something, is. Something we've always said, Eric, too, that we would love to see would be Mera is on the throne in Atlantis and Aquaman yep. goes on a land Adventures. walkabout. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's sort of, uh, at this point, what has happened. You know, yeah, that's what it is. He's separated from Mera, and even though he doesn't remember who he is, he's having a separate adventure yes. that has really and nothing that's to what do with we, Atlantis. That's, that is what we wanted. Now, the, yeah. the problems, and we'll talk about this issue, but my problems with going into this issue is, number one, these other gods, I just don't know enough about them, and I don't know them by name. I mean, I'm I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, that's the guy with the glasses that looks like a frog, and oh, yeah. that's the that's that one lady, and that's this. I don't know them enough, so when they turn into these other beings that I can say, like, oh, man, that's him that's her you know you do have points where it's picked up but i wish that we would have known them more also 
I wish that we would have had more of a progression in this of Aquaman relearning who he really is, even though that's what it seems like it's trying to do. Mm-hmm. But it's taking a little bit longer than I think, like him learning to that he's better than this or he, he does can, he this or he does that. Yeah, stuff like that. To, I yeah. wanted to see that and learn that he's more important than that rest and learning that he's supposed to be this, that or the other thing. But instead, he's kind of just being thrown in this and he's just kind of sleepwalking through it until until last issue. And then this issue, especially now he's learning you know, hey, I'm a little bit more than what I thought, but but go with it. Tell me what happens, Reg. So now Nama has uh, her almost full power. She has turned into a pretty awesome looking dragon. I'm, I'm yeah. not even personally a huge fan of dragons, but this one looks uh, very evil and crazy. Yeah. And uh, Nama's going to destroy the world, turn it all into salt. At the end of last issue, Arthur sent out his voo voo voo, and he yeah. awoke the gods. And this is when the gods, all these like old people on that island, they take on. They're most awesome pers- forms. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they, they, we have like like a brutal whale, a hairy whale yeah. guy. I, I love, love this, the whale. I love this one that's like an octopus with a bunch of eyes where the yeah, mouth should it's, be. It's like, yeah. it's like that's cool. It's messing me up. There's I so- even like that one with the tusks and a fiery head. I'm like, yeah, I don't like, even know just, how that works, but it's these great. These guys look so awesome all of a sudden. And like, and I told you this before we did. I was like, because of the way the cover is, you see Aquaman with a bunch of these guys kind of behind him. I was like. I would not mind if this became an Aquaman and the other style book that didn't, you know, that yeah. didn't suck. That, that where these people suck. As, that as it is, though, because we, but no, I like we, that. I wouldn't mind it because we barely met them, though. I am hoping that we are going to kind of leave them behind as just being, yeah. you know, what they were. If they if they do try to take them along for the rest of the ride, then uh, I do think they were poorly introduced. But just as visuals, I'm really loving a lot of them, yeah. and uh, they the show up. is incredible. It's, it's so it's good. been incredible, and yeah. Robson Roca definitely poured on the steam in this last one. Yep. For the uh, it's the thing is, this last one is really almost all action. There really isn't a ton, yeah, uh, to pick apart. But you know, Aquaman is climbing on the back of Nama, and you really get this uh, sense of the scope, the size of her, yep. and uh, you know that then uh, Nama freaks out when 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 the gods show up, that she gets all pissed, and her head splits into three different three. heads, and it just yep. looks insane. Uh, she's getting mad. She's and the gods all decide that, um, you know th- that since she's mad at them for having killed her husband, essentially the uh, yeah. the original god of fresh water, that they're going to sacrifice themselves. They're going to absorb. Yeah. Let themselves. And it's almost be like one of those things. It's like, hey, she wants to, de- to destroy the world. But maybe we'll just sacrifice ourselves. Is this enough? Would this be enough for yeah. you? And, and the big thing about that, though, is is that that's fine and dandy. But what Aquaman thinks is, well, well no, no, you're just going to make her powerful. Yeah, yeah. I, he's, I can't he is defeat 100% her now. Against it, he's like, you're yeah. just going to make her stronger, he's and like, we need your help to yeah, fight her. Yeah, like he's that. like, <laughs> I can't beat her now. She's going to get all of your powers and all of you in because that's what she kind of shows is that she is this, you know, multi-powered thing, right? now and yeah he's like please don't like you can't do that um but yeah that's what they do they, they, they she end absorbs up doing them that. In and, and she becomes super strong just like Aquaman said now Kylie is uh still in her blue devil form uh which yeah. I, th- I assume now will be her permanent look which is fine yeah that's, it looks like okay. that's fine but yeah she uh, does look like blue devil lady, lady like. blue devil lady blue devil uh, it really does She's she's back on the shores of whatever the hell island Nama was on, and uh, some of the gods are uh, hanging around her, and, and 
she she calls out to once they all absorb themselves into Nama. Yeah. Uh, she calls out to Aquaman like, "Yo, use your power, use your voo voo voo." Yeah, and it's funny that this is the whole concept is. They sacrifice themselves into her. And and then she even kind of ties it in like, I'm part of her as well, but I'm out. I'm separate. So what you do is use your voo 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 to have them D in her, like, uh-huh. you know, get out of there. And I, I can say that if you're reading this, you might just sit there. Well, really, the whole issue was them going into her as a sacrifice and then coming out as that a reemergence. It. That yeah. really is it. But it's okay. I don't mind it as much as, like I said, some, because when we do this, it is like we're fighting people about how bad or good it is. I I thought that it was, you know, and we're not done yet. You can continue saying because what he does is use the voo voo voo, as we say, and it does separate them out. I mean, uh, uh, Nama seems to explode like the like somebody's head in the movie Scanners. Just yeah, like, yeah, that's what it looks know? like. Yeah, it looks gross as hell. They're like yeah. pieces of her everywhere. These these he, then Aquaman uses his uh, mental powers to get shrimp. To come, yeah. to come yep. and scatter yeah. her pieces around the world. Yeah, and they scatter it around. And, and one uh, of the big things is she's not dead. She no. She's just separated now. So it even yeah. has the you deal. Figure, like, you can't kill one of the original no, no. ever yeah, gods. She'll, you know? <laughs> she'll be back. If they ever want her back, she can come back because she's going to you know join mm-hmm. up. Um, but yeah, the, he ends up winning the day by kind of, you know, it's a weird like i said there's not exactly like there's not a uh and now you know the rest of the story or whatever at the end like uh well aquaman you learn the power of the gods and the gods is it just kind of he does it and he he follows kaylee's deal and they do it and it, they win but at the end it's very odd to me that i don't know how this is going to continue from here because then all of a sudden you get a pretty cool looking king of the gods, I guess is what. Yeah, you call well, so him, right? so this this like we were saying, you can't kill a god. This has to be the husband of yeah. Nama, yep. who, who you kind of wonder why he didn't show up earlier to yeah. be like, honey, the, the guy shows up honey, at the end. Take it easy. Yeah, he's been peeking out. He's been peeking out the window, waiting until the, the shit goes down. And, and then like, all I'm of a sudden, he's not dealing with that bitch. Forget it. Or you know what is he's it, though? Is it when she is exploding? They don't show it as much, but maybe that explosion caused him to be brought back or Aquaman maybe. brought him back. I don't know. It doesn't really spell that out fully. But it is the father, well, like yeah, I, father you know, I, I gotta think. I gotta think. You know, let's say, let's say you were hanging out. You looked out the window. You saw Tanya getting into a screaming match with one of your neighbors. Would you go out there, or would you retreat deeper no. into the house? I, I retreat. I just keep watching, and then I wait when she came in. I'd scream at her. Uh, again, like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'd, I'd listen, and if, if it got bad, if, if the neighbors started saying like some real nasty right. stuff, then I might have. But if it was like, well, usually when these things in this <laughs> scenario has happened, and I'll listen, <laughs> and I realize that Tanya is not in the right, and then I'm not going out. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're not going to go out there. And you're going to have her, to take yeah. your deal. The one uh, thing though, when you have Mother Salt, I wish that we had a. We're not even sure where or what this island and all these places are, but it would have been cool if you would have had this whole deal where around the world, uh, the seas had become freshwater and it was causing all sorts of problems and death and things like that because of another salt pulling it. We never really got that scope, but then that would have shown like when the the freshwater father of the, you know, water gods came that it could make everything right, whatever. But he's cool looking too. I'm telling you, the character designs in this are pretty cool. 
He, but, he looks he looks kind of like a buff dude with long hair made of water, and he's got kind of like... He looks like, like a water Dr. Manhattan with a... He, uh, he does, Almost sort of. like a starfish on his face, but it's not a starfish. Uh, it's that just thing, a star. Doesn't that look like Aquaman? Like, he had a, a sword with a hilt like that? Yeah, it looks it, weird, doesn't it? familiar about yeah, it to it me. Yeah, it does. It why. looks weird, but... Uh, uh, but he yeah. saves Aquaman, even though Kylie tries to, but ultimately uh, this uh, water god saves yeah. him, brings him back on shore. All the other gods are like, oh... Father, Father yeah. man. Isn't it funny that he walks away then? He leaves, but then comes back. Then comes back <laughs> later. It's like, why? I guess he had to go, he had to go, he had get, to go the get the trident. <laughs> but it's so funny that he just walks. He says nothing. He, he, also, deposits, he deposits Aquaman on the shore and then walks away. It made me laugh. He and then said, he's like, the- oh, I forgot to give you something. And don't forget, Aquaman does get his first yes. tattoo. He gets tatted up. And this was another thing that when it was announced, I'm people sure got this upset. a lot of people off. It's yeah. Jason Momoa, Aquaman tattoos. And it seems a weird thing to me. And I don't like Jason Momoa. I've told everybody. I, he annoys me. I don't yeah. like the smirk on his face. I don't mind the tattoos or anything. But it's a weird thing to just throw in there when you know what it's all about. You know? Yeah. I, you know, I, I, didn't, I haven't seen the movie yet i do want no, to see eventually either. aquaman and but i mean it's you're right it's clear that this is just to make some connection with the movie well they, it, again it doesn't yeah. really it doesn't really bother me and i don't think it's it, it really bother me. i don't i don't really think it's like averse to the character either him no. having tattoos i think that's that's perfectly normal if no that's it looks the case. like it's almost like even if he gets a hook hand next next issue it, it would look perfect to be like a 90s aquaman even with there the tattoos yeah. he starts Extreme vaping aquaman. i might be upset if he gets <laughs> dreads maybe I'd be, but again this is what happened in the green arrow book back in the new 52 you're right. reading the book all of a sudden diggle shows up yeah, you're like well, what? you know it, it's not it's not a shock why they're doing it you know what i mean but Again, listen, listen, if it could get a fan of the movie to pick up the book yeah. and see something and, familiar and, and read it, the, then the funny great, thing you know? that I'm seeing is, is that a lot of Aquaman fans, they may not necessarily think that Jason Momoa is the greatest look for their character. But yeah. most went and saw the movie and seemed to love it. But then the minute that you, you try to inter, you know, put it in here and say, okay, we'll give them these tattoos, which are godly tattoos uh, yeah. going on here. All of a sudden, people are losing their mind. And to me, it, it's not going to make the character better or worse. It's just a visual that will look kind of cool on a cover and maybe get somebody's eye that was a fan of the movie and, and say, oh, man, time, I'll go in there. Over time, I assume he'll get more tattoos and yeah. hopefully it'll... I mean, this, actually, you, you played that game Far Cry, right? You know that game yeah, I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, yep. And that was the same kind of way. Every time he got, like, a new skill, it came yeah. up as a tattoo. And that's yeah. a good... I don't I mind that it. works for me, you know what I mean? Uh, so, uh, whatever. That's just a visual thing. Yeah, it's just a visual movie, thing. That really doesn't the, upset me. The bigger me thing ever. to us is that he gets his trident. Yeah, he gets and his it's trident. a real trident. It has it three is. tines. It's not yep. five tines. Yeah, it's not a pitchfork. It's a trident. No. <laughs> and you also have the thing, too, where... Uh, just a thrown out line where uh, I guess it's I, I again, this is my problem is I don't know the characters names as well of these gods, but they're back being normal people. And yeah. the frog looking guy, the guy who looks like a turtle kind of the lady right, right, that right. he was with. She the says, listen, guy. our our deal stands. Come to the village, go to our house. We're going to drink the unspoken water and he's going to get his memories back. There you go. That That's what everybody wanted. She says, you know, you get through this, you kind of get the scope of these gods. You put uh, where Aquaman, they say, you're a god now. You are you are a god. And he's like, I don't know about that. But no, no, you are. 
and let's get on with it. And so I think that what we're going to get at next issue would be, and the best is it's next issue, the answers you've been waiting for. And again, if people are not liking this run, but they're still reading it, they probably got so angry uh, seeing that as the next deal. You're like, really? We wanted the answers we've been waiting for, you know, four issues ago. Right. At least it was only five issues of this. And it, it wasn't horrible. I, it I don't know all. why people and, are and we so did get, upset. We did get a lot of uh, information, if not answers, to what we've been waiting for. Uh, I'm feeling the next issue is going to be a one-off. Uh, That's what I think, too. And, to, and to it'll be basically a, a... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and it'll, it'll, be it'll him round out memories. the character. It'll, it'll yeah. get his memories back. I'm hoping going forward that this will be kind of like a Aquaman Kylie Almost, buddy book where they yeah, uh, that'd be cool. Cruise the oceans or go to different towns over there, but we'll, we'll see what this dolphins, book shakes out to be. Sea horses. Nice <laughs> uh, I wouldn't even mind if this ends up being you know every character has the you know the Batcave, the Fortress of Solitude. I wouldn't mind this island being that for Aquaman, so that he doesn't always have to go back to Atlantis because again the Atlantis stuff to me is just it's overplayed. We need him to do more, and I just want. You know, maybe a couple, you know, arcs of him going around, like you said, just going around, riding on seahorses, having some fun, you know, doing things like that, helping out. You know, you could always have uh, another scavenger arc where he has to go somewhere where shit's gone wrong. You can have, Mm. you know, all these things going on. You still have kind of the Black Mana stuff that was going on when he was in the uh, Justice League, the Legion of Doom, but kind of got knocked off there. I don't know what happened. Yeah, he ended up getting powers and stuff like that. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, that's yeah, remember, right. so from, that from would be L- cool. That's right. Yeah, so you know, go and do that. Go and have some of that fun while this is going on. I do suspect that you're going to get a drawn out deal where Mara will have suitors. She'll end mm. up having to where they're going to tell her if you want to be the queen of Atlanta still, you're going to have to get married to an Atlantean. You're going to end up with Aquaman coming back a la the Odyssey, which is this is very similar to Aquaman gets knocked away. He doesn't remember things. He's got to make his way back home. And I think that that would end this major story of him going back to Atlantis finally and saying, I'm still alive because that's what they're going to, you know, hinge on. Listen, Aquaman must be dead. She's going to keep saying, no, 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 I know he isn't. I got this message, you know, the voo, voo, voo from him and stuff like that. But he's going to have to come back. And I, and I suspect it Hopefully will be, be right out in the middle Odyssey. of the wedding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and also by that point, he now has tattoos. Who knows what he looks like by the time oh, he gets yeah. back? They won't recognize him. They'll be like, that's maybe, not really his, Aquaman. His hair will be become strangely yeah. brown yes, somehow. Yeah, and, and dreadlocked. He'll have yeah. a smirk on his face. Next thing you know, he has to shoot. He has to shoot arrows through rings and things like that. Next you know, my all. wife is reading Aquaman. Be like, what the hell happened? Yeah, really. It's like Tanya's up there. I'm like, she wants alone time with Aquaman. What the hell is going on there? Said, Damn you, Kelly Sue DeConnick. Uh, but yeah, I, I really think that this is overall the retelling of the Odyssey with Aquaman. And that's what we'll get back to at some point I, I, as I think, well. So. I think you're probably on the right track. And I'll be honest, I hope it is because that means we'll have a, a little more time yeah, just time with around. Aquaman to do and to hang out and have adventures. So yeah. we'll see. And I, like, like I say, I think next issue is, like we said, a one-off of just him drinking that water and we'll get our answers or yeah. at least a good amount of them. Yep. And then I, I hope this goes on. As far as this opening arc, though, it was satisfying. It wasn't It wasn't great, but it was, but it was I, I agree. It definitely went another direction. It took us away from Atlantis, which I definitely needed a break from uh, after yeah. a year yeah, and a half, three, two years. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, so it took us out of there, took us to this weird place. Uh, you know, the, the, the handling of the younger gods was a little clunky. I, I could have, I, I would have enjoyed it better. More of it. Yeah. But uh, my feeling is if we're going to basically leave them behind anyway, then we don't need to yeah. get too buddy, buddy with, with them. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but you know, this, this particular issue was really kind of thin and it's really kind of a speedy read as far as going through it. Uh, Your eyes are going to want to linger on some of the panels, but and that's the thing is it does allow Rob Soroka to really do a lot with the art. Not a lot of story went on here. It really wasn't a lot of story, but things happen at least. And and it concluded in a satisfying way where I'm like, all right, I feel like, you know, Aquaman won, even though, you know, things are still open with Nama down the line. Uh, so really when I, when I scored this on, on the site, I, as we often do, I looked at it as the whole arc yeah. and, uh, you know, I gave the score a 7.5 out of 10. Really this issue, I probably would give more like a seven. Yeah. I'm going uh, like six, eight, uh, yeah. only because you don't get a lot of info. You know, you get information by the end, you get a thing, but there's not much story here. And gotta, it for, just, for four bucks, it's like, yeah. eh, it's a little, it's a little fast. You yeah. Know, that's and, it, all. and it really pointed out to me like, boy, I wish I knew more about these gods. Even by the end we're talking about, I don't know the, you know, Z, I remember the name, like, <laughs> Z and something. I don't yeah. know. Uh, but yeah, I, I see them and I know who they are, but to talk about them, I don't know their names. And pretty much the old lady and guy that were the ones with that, that water. Those are uh, the they're actually, the big like really met yeah, yeah, some like, of these others I, I would never know their names I would names. never know yeah and it's trouble but, but I think but that I know them as whale head and yeah that's what I know hey <laughs> they're t- t- uh, burning tusks that guy <laughs> that's you know? my man yeah that is my man uh, but but with this I think that this book kind of dropped in a weird you know time where a lot of these other books where people you know you have superman fans who if they don't like brian michael bendis they've ditched the superman books you have a really really long run of tom king's batman that people either love or hate but if you're not enjoying it you're dropping that then you have a nightwing book where you know dick grayson doesn't have memories he's rick Grayson. there's too much things going on plus throw into the fact that i did see more of this nonsense that I think is nonsense about when Kelly Sue DeConnick was announced on the book, people decided they hated it before one issue because it's Kelly Sue DeConnick. Right. And uh, that, that is the worst attitude to go into a book. Just give yeah. it a chance. And yeah, it might not be the exact things like, oh, here she goes again. But remember, this was set up by Scott Snyder in Drowned Earth. The setup was to get to this idea that he didn't have his memories so that she can have her own own story going forward and i don't think Mm -hmm. that's a bad thing if she didn't have this she would end up thrown right there at the end of a very long dan abnett run and then people would be like oh man you know this isn't as good as the dan abnett because she didn't do this or she didn't do that and you don't want a new writer to come on and you know do this but one of the things that i do want to wait for though is now in my mind, and I think you'd agree, now, you know, she'll be on blast. If, if this goes forward now for 12 more issues and we're not getting crap, n- now she's going to have to, you know, sure. you know, have to, you know, pay for that. Uh, kind of like in my mind, G. Willow Wilson coming over at Wonder Woman. People, again, love G. Willow Wilson. So it's like, oh, man, this is going to be great. The book hasn't been great. It's just kind of doing nothing. I'm starting to the point where now is the time where Kelly Sue DeConnick has to show me a little more. I didn't mind this. Like you said, it was satisfying by the end. But overall, I still think my overall score for this first arc might be a 6.5 to a 7. 
Uh, yeah. It's not like I think it's a nine or a 10. It, and I was real positive at the beginning because I wanted something new because unlike a lot of people, I, me I and you and Eric included, we, we were real bored with Dan Emmett's oh, yeah. run. It was getting we were, we really were stale. Fives and fours. Yeah, we're it was getting, getting so, so with that. stale. So something yeah. new I'm always up for. People don't like change, it seems. But yeah, so I'm going to go it's, six, something, eight, I, something I always say, even if you've never liked a writer on a previous titles, Sometimes you never know when you're going to match a writer yeah. with their perfect and that's what title, I think it know? is. I think that there's there's is that thing, and people seem to not believe that that's a thing. Like you have a writer who they, they sit there and say, "Oh man, I, I'll I'll give you the I hate to throw shade at people, but G Willow Wilson seems like would be perfect for Wonder Woman." doesn't seem like she has a grip on that character and it's not always the writer's fault some writers just don't click with characters and we'll see if kelly said kind of clicks with aquaman because up until now we really haven't had a lot of aquaman but like you said i i'm i hate to throw a book you know here's the deal you know i'm getting real sick and tired of tom king on batman Mm. if they announce tomorrow that he's on green arrow there we go fresh start i'm going to the green arrow and see how he does with that and see how he does and and you might end up finding out that i love his green arrow and a lot of people that love this batman hates it It, it's just he's a a good example because he's someone where you've liked some of his solo work but his batman is like abominable grayson with with uh you know tim seeley was one of that was my Look at the year. And I loved it. And I love it. And if you go back and read my reviews and listen to the podcast, I actually begged every week. Oh, I hope this month it's it's Tom King on script because his scripts are so much better. Uh, I was a huge fan. The first arc of Batman, I gave my last 10 out of 10 because I thought it was great. It's just, uh, you know, sometimes you kind of fall out of love. Ask Tony. She knows all about that. She says that all the time. I, I, the amount of times I hear the phrase, why did I ever get married to you? I, I should get, oh, a, I should get a nickel for each, each time is what I should get. <laughs> I just sit there and just shake my head and walk away. That's I don't even nice. know where what they are. They, they left earlier to go out for like 10 minutes and they've been gone for hours this, now. This and, might be it. You well, here's be, uh, the thing, though. If I, they've and, left you. <laughs> you know, she recently got in an accident. So, obviously, that would be something that I'd be concerned with, that she might have. But if I message her or call and say, are you okay? She will flip out and oh, say, fuck it up. Okay. What are you, my dad? <laughs> <laughs> She'd start screaming. I'm like, all I am is concerned. And it's yeah. the worst. You can't be concerned for her. She takes that as controlling or uh, condescending. And I'm like, whatever. I don't care well, about people anyway. I try. There you go. She's, I try. Uh, she's a special. She's what we call a unique flower. She so. is. Oh, my my <laughs> delicate rose. Definitely she very is. delicate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the best is she got these. Uh, the, I told you earlier, uh, me and you were talking with these uh, things coming. We ended up getting these. Uh, actually, it was. T- I did it on the news program. We ended up getting a delivery today with uh, strawberries, d- chocolate dipped strawberries. And I freaked uh-huh. out because I, I never know what day it is and whatnot. I ended up thinking it was Mother's Day weekend. I thought I screwed the pooch. Uh-oh. I'm like, oh, no. And now they were for Easter. It's a weird Easter uh, gift, right? Chocolate it dip, is dip strawberries. Heard of that it's very odd. And the lady yeah. who was delivering them walked into our house, fully into the house, and started yelling, what? is anybody here? I'm like, what the, the, the fuck? <laughs> and I ended up, I was laying in bed with shorts on. I get up, I start stumbling down. There's this lady there. I don't have any shirt on. I'm not in. <laughs> I don't like that sort of thing. You so then Tanya comes, these strawberries? Yeah, really. I'm like, what's going on, lady? <laughs> she just walked in the house, started screaming. I don't know. 
But yeah, we, that's it. Uh, do you have a book with Chris this week? I don't well, even we know. We do have a book. Oh, we my. have Lucifer number something seven, I okay. think. But so it, yeah, it, yeah. so we'll be going off probably right now to you and Chris doing Lucifer. And as this progresses, and and to show you how uh, you know by a thread this week is actually, I still don't know if we're recording with Chris. I got a hold of Chris, uh, and I wanted to try to do it this way with the you know the better way to do it. I don't think we're going to uh-huh. do that, but he still has to see if his wife is going to make him do something tonight because I ended up because of the fact that we didn't record on Friday night this week and we don't have a lot of books. I forgot to get a hold of him to to ask him when he could record. I, I only Zoinks. remember them when I got a hold of you about this. I'm like, oh uh-huh. no, I better get a hold of Chris. So. We're probably going to be talking with Chris. Hopefully, if not, it'll be me and Eric talking Team Titans this week. But we're going to go off right now to Reggie and Chris talking a Lucifer. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Sandman Universe segment on the DCComics.com podcast. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And we have a Satan 7 for you today. Mm, What's that, mm. Chris? This is Lucifer, number seven. The story is called A Slight Detour to Hell. It's by Dan Waters, Max and Sebastian Fiamara, Dave McKegg, and Steve Wands. And uh, if you remember how we left off last issue, that's exactly where we pick up this issue. We've got Lucifer and company emerging from Decker's motel room, and they have been descended upon by a cadre of angels. Uh, Caliban, who is Lucifer's son, comments how beautiful they are, which uh, Lucifer poo-poos pretty quickly. Now, the angels command Lucifer to bow, and they don't seem to be in the mood for small talk. They remind him and inform newcomers like myself that Lucifer abdicated his throne in hell so he could walk again on earth. They accuse him of blaspheming, mocking miracles, and attempting to write new gospels. Case in point, the resurrection of Sycorax. Now, they call this a perversion, though they are amiable to cut a bit of a deal. Since Jesus Christ was dead for three days before his Easter resurrection, they're going to allow Sycorax three days of life before taking her rightful place in hell or wherever she winds up. Yeah. Now, this is more than enough time for Sycorax, who she never asked to be born again anyway. Uh, Lucifer, however, is steadfast, and he claims that he will fix things. Yeah, we'll extend that three days somehow. Uh, mm-hmm. I felt like this was this was pretty this part was pretty well told. Also, explaining a little bit about Lucifer and his place in this world and stuff. Uh, then that mushmouth girl, whose name we will learn in a bit, starts talking, and she talks a lot during this issue, and it's I'm a horrible, lot. yeah, yeah, a horrible pain to read. I, you know, I went over a few balloons, but at a certain point, I really just started skimming and hoped that I could pick it up in context. I just wasn't enjoying yeah. that at all. Uh, Stingy Jack takes offense to this. He slices her in the face with that moonlight blade that we keep forgetting all about. (laughs) A great big chunk of her face is sliced off, though she doesn't seem too bothered by it, and her voice doesn't get any better. Unfortunately. Uh, She even easily relieves him of that said moonlight blade. Lucifer refers to the girl as Masakine, and she hands over the blade. Turns out Lucifer forgot all about that thing, too. Mm-hmm. Now, Lucifer swipes the blade a few times, causing a door to appear in thin air. It's like he's cutting through the fabric of uh, space-time, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Now, he plans to take Stingy Jack down to hell and uh, maybe have a few words with the new folks in charge while he's there. Down in hell, which, gotta say, doesn't look like a, all that pleasant a place to be. <laughs> it, it shouldn't uh, be, though, really. No, no, no. Uh, Lucifer drops Jack. And he is immediately eaten by a giant cloaked skeleton that emerges from a cliffside. 
they either emerge from a cliffside or it's just this giant row of uh, cloaked skeletons. Yeah, uh, it's so- not entirely clear. Something very ooky and spooky happens. We can say yes. that, but I'm not sure. Yes. Now, uh, Lucifer is greeted by the archangel Remiel, who wonders why Lucifer made the trip himself, because for such matters, he, usually Mazakin would do this. This is grunt work. Uh, now, Lucifer reveals that he's there too, in simple terms, ensure Sycorax gets special treatment down here. He is told in no uncertain terms that uh-uh, that ain't gonna happen. Hmm. Uh, when Sycorax does arrive, she will be treated no different than any of the rest of Hell's servants. Now back on Earth, Caliban takes Sycorax to Milan. Sycorax feels eyes upon them and is able to reveal that, yes, a whole bunch of angels are flying overhead watching them. Masakine uses the Moonblade thing and cuts open a door to somewhere that the angels can't follow. And she might have explained that, but we couldn't understand it. No. So we uh, we don't. Know. We just <laughs> we just watch the pretty pictures. Uh, we jump back to hell, where po- where Lucifer ponders his next move. After watching a pair of worm people make a stew, he hears a familiar voice. That voice of William Blake, the writer of the Annulment of Heaven and Hell, or whatever the hell that book yep, was. Yep. Now, Blake, who he had thought had perished inside the skull, is regaling some Hellions with uh, probably some very boring tales, uh, some of which we've actually seen, including that scene of Lucifer being stuffed into a pail and kicked down a flight of stairs. That was all the way back in the first issue. That was the first issue, right? That was almost like that was the Daffy Duck Lucifer. (laughs) Uh, Back on Earth, Bazakine and company emerge on that island where Sycorax and Caliban had been exiled. Sycorax is not too pleased to be back there, but takes an opportunity to apologize to Caliban for abandoning him in the first place. Yes. Elsewhere, a celestial palm opens, and inside this open hand is the Cherub Diri, who heads to Earth, right? Now, he heads into the motel where uh, this is where Decker was, and uh, he finds a couple of men cleaning up after... Uh, Decker and Penny's brother. It's their mutilated corpses all over this uh, room. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the men reveal themselves to be monsters, uh, kind of the, the kind of monsters we used to see at Gately House. Like, it looks like they almost unzip their flesh and there's like a giant eyeball under where the yeah, head would yeah. be. Look, impossible, you know, beings. Certainly, under. certainly. Now, uh, Deary looks under the bed and he finds a shovel that's been carved from the wood of the suicide forest. And he prints, he pricks himself on a splinter in the shovel, and uh, much to his surprise, begins to bleed. I don't know if this is a big deal, but he seems to think it was. Uh, we go back to the Exile Island, where Caliban reveals to Sycorax that he kept the figur- figurines that she carved for him. She seems pleased, and she makes a uh, telepathic or holographic call to Lucifer, <laughs> and uh, tells him to cool his jets on saving her, because uh, she didn't want to be here in the first place. But... She knows that he will not comply. Next, we see uh, we have Lucifer stood before the gates of Anubis. Uh, he's there to make a deal. And uh, he's even brought some gifts in the forms of the uh, decapitated heads of William Blake and a demon, a hellion, a hey, devil. Yeah. Anubis loves that stuff. That's a great thing. I gift. think so. <laughs> it's uh, on his Amazon wish list. I, I also like this, this contact with Lucifer. It sort of reminded me of like Firestorm. Contacting yes. uh, the mm-hmm. doc. Yeah. Uh, so, what'd you think of this, Chris? What would you? What were you getting out of this? Um, maybe a little bit of a step down from last issue, but I liked it quite a bit uh, nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, like you mentioned in the beginning here, we actually get a little bit of a 
a little bit of newbie context in, on Lucifer here because, and I, I've said this before, but to me, he's he's just another John Constantine for the right. most part. It's, he's got a cigarette in his mouth. He's 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 got a dour look on his face. It's like, and he and he's a trickster. It's like ah, it's just a different version of Constantine. But now I know that uh, you know he was in charge of hell and uh, he abdicated. So he abdicated so he could be uh, you know in the mundane mortal realm for whatever reason i don't know what the reasons are yet but i suppose i don't really need to to understand where he came from yeah Yeah. but uh, i i thought this was pretty good yeah it's uh overall it's very good it feels it's you know way way ahead from where it was three or four issues ago uh it feels good to have to understand what's happening and to have all the characters working towards some kind of goal Instead sure. of just kind of floundering around and wondering, uh, what am I going to understand what's happening next? Uh, I thought this issue did have a couple of storytelling problems. Mm-hmm. Um, that that page you, you talk about when they bring uh, Stingy Jack to hell and the skeletons kind of come out. Yeah. And that, it's sort of meant to be very spooky and, and not, but it's it's a little, it's too unclear to me for storytelling reasons. Uh, also, the, the talking by Mazakine. Oh. They, see, they need to do better with that because it's just, and I don't remember, I, you know, I, she was a character from the old Sandman. I don't remember it. Either she didn't talk this much or it wasn't this bad, but mm-hmm. I don't remember it annoying me that much. But uh, overall, you know, I, I think this series is kind of turning around and it's becoming something that I look forward to instead of I look forward to getting <laughs> getting through, let's say. True, true. Uh, with, you know, which is which is a nice feeling. Uh, I think that if in my alternate world I would have given this a, uh, I'm going to say a seven five, but you gave mm-hmm. it a, I gave it an eight out of ten. Um, one of the things I enjoyed here is that it showed, uh, even though Lucifer is doing what he's doing for selfish uh, reasons, uh, yeah. for his own reasons, we should say, I guess, uh, it's still. Um, <clears throat> It's still he's doing it for someone else, so it feels kind of altruistic in a way, yeah. even though it's like you're we're always wondering what the next step's going to be and when the the next shoe's going to drop in and when everything's going to fall in his favor because that's kind of what we've been we've been built to see now because yeah. we've seen him trick like the uh, the three witches. I mean everything. It's a lot of like almost monkey paw ish deals that he's doing where he ultimately will come out on top. So. Kind of wondering how that's going to work with helping Sycorax either ensure her place in hell or stay out of hell. You know, we don't know which one is going to be yet. So uh, I, I think that's pretty interesting, and that's uh, probably what's what I'm most excited to, to come back to see. It's interesting. It's almost like we could be seeing Lucifer uh, at a crossroads, uh, you know, kind of like the devil <laughs> met me at the cross. But we... But, uh, you know, because they do reference him making Faustian bargains, and he mm-hmm. is, to this point, or at least to the point where he was trapped inside Sycorax's skull, uh, he was that trickster. Uh, yeah. It seems like he's not that now, or less that, but he still has room to trick us <laughs> yes. yet, Chris. Uh, so Indeed. <laughs> don't make a deal with old Scratch, is my grandma no. said. My grandma never said that. Um, what do we got got for next week, Chris? We do have another book, and it is a book full of magic. I don't remember what number it is, but I'm I'm assuming it's seven. I think it's eight. Oh, no, it's seven. You're right. It should be seven. (laughs) Yeah, so we will have Books of Magic number seven. Um, I... It feels like it's been three months since we read that, so I don't even remember where we were. Not really. Uh, jeez, I really can't remember. Oh, he, he and Dr. Rose were about to go... 
somewhere. They looked into a pot full of wa- a dish full of water. Right, right, right. So, that's yeah, right. That's, that's where they're going. But uh, yeah, that, 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 I guess uh, I guess that's where we'll be next week. Well, it kicks off something new, but it's always a chance to wake the series up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So far, it's been a little sleepy for us. But uh, <laughs> speaking of sleepy, you got anything else for him, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> no, I sure don't. Well, until next time, folks, I want you to make sure to keep it dreamy. <laughs> See ya. Now, today's just another one of those days I've had to admit it's not easy being Jay. Yo, it's mail call. It is Mail with Eric. It's also Mail with Dancing Mike, who says, Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric, and hello, Mother. What's up, Mike? Hello, Mother. First of all, I need to give a big shout-out to Get Fresh Croup. Secondly, rejoice for he has risen. So last week, I didn't talk much comics. So after a few opening tidbits, this week will be DC Comics time with Mikey. All right. So... Let it all begin. No, Jim, I'm not mad at you for censoring the word vagina in the first male section. <laughs> it doesn't even sound right coming out of my mouth. Uh, but did think it was a little odd that in the second male section, you had no problem saying cock about 20 times. It's because, you know, I have to deal with that. And nutsack a few times, which I guess that was Ray reading something because I really don't say that. I I rarely say it doesn't sound right either, but I guess that might be a bit uh, different context because you might not want to traumatize anyone by making them think of Brie Larson's woman parts, Eric, I will say. That is another bit of censoring. You mentioned the Black Crows. One of the worst bands of all time, he says. Instant channel change <laughs> material for me. Kind of like TLC or Nirvana. And he says, sing it, Jim. And he has grabbed a shotgun. Then I ate it. Now I'm dead and overrated. But I did end up, because of that, Dancing Mike, you did end up giving me some inspiration. So really quick, a little aside here before we get on with your mail with a little song. Here you go. That's for Mike. I just wanted him to have something to get mad at me about uh, as we go. I did that real quick. And this is uh, because, you know, I said he says dirty words and, you know, that sort of thing. And he hates Nirvana. He says he can't stand them. I don't know why. Yes, he does. He says vagina. Okay, comics. But a disclaimer before I start. I haven't listened to your reviews from last week except Detective 1001. I read that Wednesday night and finally finished last week's Comics Friday afternoon. So I apologize in advance if I repeat anything already covered in your review. So I'm looking at upcoming 
issues on Fresh Comics, and I see Batman and the Outsiders number one and think, yeah. Then I read the synopsis, blah, blah, blah. But it wouldn't be Batman without a hidden agenda, wouldn't it? And when Black Lightning, Katana, and Signal, and Orphan find out what Batman is really up to, their ever loyalty will be coming to question. Audible sigh, says. So he says he's going to pass Harper on Rowe? that. Yeah, really. That, that would really get him. Okay, pass. Looks like DC is continuing the tradition started by Snyder and continued by Tynan of Batman being a duplicitous, deceitful jerk-off and not really a hero at all. I remember when Batman actually cared about people because that's what his mission was all about. Uh, I don't know. He seems very whiny and upset in the regular book. But since the new 52, it's all about finding new ways to make Batman a lying douche, an oblivious, clueless dickhead who's always uh, wrong about everything, and even writing stories to retcon Batman into always having been nothing but an asshole instead of a hero, like the story involving Harper Rose parents. Actually, says Harper blows parents. Thanks, DC. And then I see the Solicit of the Year of the Villain special, 25-cent issue. Wow, Snyder, Bendis, and Tynan, you've got the three writers who ruin Batman, Superman, and the Just League for me all teamed up at once, writing dark, depressing stories, and this is DC's big event. Again, pass. It's like DC is intentionally finding ways to make me stop reading or caring about comics. I saw this and thought it was interesting. It's dialogue from a DC comic. The potential was there. And it started off so well, so full of hope. I felt confident Earth was in good hands. But soon after, we learned there was something inherently wrong. This new Earth was anything but better. A darkness seemed to spread, warping the heroes' lives. Some died. Others lost their way. We watched for years, hoping everyone would find inspiration again. But as we continued to look on, things got worse. Of course, this is all about rebirth, right? Nope. As I'm sure some of our fellow listeners know, this is from November 2005's Infinite Crisis Number 2. So DC, or at least Jeff Johns with DC's consent, had the idea before to try to set things on a lighter path. Yeah, that was Rebirth number one special, probably necessitated by Grimm and Grady in Extreme Era of the 90s. And then again, after the half-assed mismanaged, too worried about selling those old graphic novels to fucking do whatever, you know, near right new 52. So when Rebirth started to fall apart around the time of the first issue of Night of the Monster Men hit the stands, I was still holding out hope. But Tom King came back on Batman with nothing as good as the first arc and led me to dropping the Batman book. Superman was retconned an old new original, what the fuck continuity is a Superman, before being handed over to the destroyer the background art bendis to rucka leaving wonder woman after about a half a year and that book never finding its way again to brother scott and brother greg forcing batman into a ridiculous costume for years because snyder wants all batman to be his creation and wow if baby doesn't have his bitty to the rock and roll of dark knight's metal and the wonderful new age of heroes books to doomsday clock supposedly coming along to fix everything but no not really and besides that it will never finish up until 2022 or so i think rebirth was a bit of a bust but at least we've got all the fun of the year of the villain to look forward to and we all know what fun books full of hope that neurotic little egomaniac snyder writes he says <laughs> i have to keep mentioning that it's him saying it not me so let you there ever are you still there are you there, my friend? I don't even hear him. I think maybe you were gone. So last week's books and this week's one DC book I bought were generally pretty good. 
There you go. You have that. Fun. Funner. Detective 1001. Not sure where the story is going, but I love the art. Finally, looks like they stopped dressing Batman and Scotty and Greggy suckaroos. Still going to see if Tomasi can finish an arc before I get too excited. Catwoman number 10. I'm still liking this book quite a bit, but there are a lot of plots going on that seem to drift in and out of every book every month or two. I would like some resolution on some of them. Instead of adding more characters every month to the cast of hundreds, I'm having trouble keeping straight as it is. And that's what I thought is well but i enjoy the parts i understand especially no nose creel and her zombie son i don't know how her other son gets to run for office they seem to be uh, a family that was uh kind of uh thrown under the bus at one point and and disgraced but hawkman number 11 yes eric i like the hawkmans that sentence is almost grammatically correct the past two issues. I'm excited to see how the Deathbringers arc will end, but I'm a bit worried about the series going forward. Still great arc, good story, good book. Supergirl number 29. I'm really enjoying this book right now. It's got a good mix of goofiness and action. The characters are well written. The art is good and there is an overarching story that is actually moving along. I have fun reading this book and that's really all I can ask for. And if they want to retcon the reason for the death of Krypton again, I'm all for it. It's better than some of the previous explanations from recent years, which were basically telling everyone that Krypton died in 12 years because they didn't get rid of planes and cow farts. Now, I will tell you, my problem with the Supergirl book is just that it still seems hijacked by that whole rogue Ozar and the stuff that Bendis threw out there. And I want to see what goes on with Mark and Draco after we get done that nonsense. And that brings us to this week's books. Teen Titans number 29. Holy crap, this book is good. I didn't enjoy the last Deathstroke issue in the story as much, but this book is pretty freaking awesome. That ending, not going to spoil it in case this mail comes in the podcast before the review, which it does. But damn, I didn't know what to expect, but that wasn't it. Did I say damn? Can't wait to see where this story goes or concludes, and I'm loving the series. So I'm still getting a few DC books, but mostly not the heavy hitters, because those are generally suck, hairy, smelly donkey balls right now, and even nuts sex i also enjoy the green lantern but i've only heard it reviewed once on the podcast i still get freedom fighters although that is always in danger of veering from good story in sjw virtue signaling territory at any minute i think it's just nazis nazis are always bad i think batman beyond is going to soldier on like a zombie you can't kill with a headshot even though batman beyond mark and i are the only ones reading it and i i say later i haven't read that book in freaking months a year and i generally enjoy shazam when it comes out once a year i'm with you so there i hope i ended on a positive note and i kept it all about comics this week so until next time keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for your ankles watch out because you never know when those guys from pop culture podcasts are going to come up behind you and ask you to check them for ticks and lyme disease support all the shows featuring the guy kid jimmy alvin on patreon.com slash weird science remember to wear your seatbelt keep it weird and see you in boosh on the sevens and that is the end of mail section number two and eric is not around eric is bailed he's giving me the high five signal on here because he is not around but yeah there you go that's what happens when we record sometimes but it's going to just be me telling you that we're going to go off now to talk to or actually have jeremy give us the review of electric warriors and then we'll finish up the podcast with three books this is called Rant and Rave. That's right, it's Jolly Drew back from the grave, driving around in his little Ford, turning left. I'm kind of bored. Gonna go visit a little cat that needs to be fed because he's not fat. He's getting. Turn left on North Talman Avenue. I just and turn left my on flow. West Logan Boulevard. 
There's no place to park. Ah, goodness. Oh, well. Um, well, I'm, I'm calling in to do a rant and rave because... Turn uh, left on West Logan Boulevard. Yes, I know. Uh, my uh, rant and rave uh, compatriot, uh, Luke Hollywood, in his uh, beautiful, eloquent uh, leak slip accent... Uh, sort of called of uh, me Turn and a few other people Francisco out Avenue. for, uh, you know, not doing uh, the, the rant and raves. Not my fault. I can't do rant and rave, if, uh, a proper rant and rave, without the feedback of the lovely Jim and Eric. Uh, you know, that's okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cry about it or anything. So I sweat in the car and then I get chilly when I'm outside. Ugh, thus is April. When it's not raining, it's uh, cold and hot all at the same time. Uh, so that's what we have to live with. And I guess that's not so bad. I mean, I, I guess I could be someone without a home and that would be so much worse. So, you know, perspective is everything. Um, don't know really what I called in to talk about. Um, I guess there are a few DC books, books that I really enjoy. Uh, including uh, uh, Shazam and Green Lantern and uh, uh, the Teen Titans, uh, enjoying that crossover with uh, the uh, uh, the uh, Deathstrokes, and uh, so I just wanted to profess turn left my on love. North Fairfield Avenue. No. And turn left on no. West Logan Boulevard. Stop it. Um, I am driving someplace right now, um, but I don't want to give the exact location because it. Uh, it belongs to a um, a friend of mine uh, who is away on vacation, turn left. and they need someone turn to left take on care West of their little, little, little itty bitty kitty cat, uh, the little itty bitty kitty committee. All right, so I'm gonna go uh, hang out with a kitty cat, and uh, I guess I'll see uh, you pimps later. Uh, bye bye, bye 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 bye. Oh shit, there's an old lady. Fuck. Turn left on North. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Orlando Zone. Oh yes, it's the Orlando Zone. Um, this week marks the final issue of Electric Warriors. Uh, this is issue number six. Uh, so these, the zone is being diminished bit by bit. Uh, let's be clear about this. This is probably this is probably not a bad thing. I have no idea uh, what Steve Orlando has coming up in the uh, in the pipeline, and uh, indeed whether I will be uh, asked to review it once it emerges. So at the moment we're stuck uh, with the Martian Manhunter after this week. Uh, so uh, if you want your Orlando Zone fix, you're going to have to be a little bit patient. <laughs> um, this week, though, is Electric Warriors issue six. Um, it is, of course, written by Steve Orlando, with art by Travel Foreman. Uh, letter, uh, letters are by Travis Lanham. Colors are by Hi-Fi. Uh, it costs $3.99. And it is, of course, published by DC Comics. It's here, the final issue of what is surely the most bizarre DC comic series in many years. Electric Warriors issue 6 has arrived. 
Will it spark and crackle with the excitement suggested by its title? Will the inevitable showdown between brothers Ian and Oscar Navarro be worth the wait? Will we actually get an explanation for why Lex Luthor's still around in the far future pretending to be Firestorm? There is only one way to find out. Uh, okay, spoiler, I really didn't like this issue. Um, there are a variety of reasons for that. Uh, there are a number of reasons. Um, and I'm going to go through some of them with you now. The bottom line is it fails to deliver. It fails to deliver on um, the promise of the earlier issues. Uh, we see a marked uh, shift in tone from some of the earlier issues and uh, it's all very unsatisfactory, really. We, we start off with a confrontation between Ian and Oscar. Fairly obviously, they are going to uh, to fight. Um, they both look identical, uh, which doesn't help uh, anyone in particular. Um, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know what to say about this, really. I mean, the artist is pretty great, um, but... This confrontation between Ian and Oscar, one of the problems that we have is we haven't seen Ian uh, properly. Uh, sorry, we haven't seen Oscar properly uh, since issue one. I know he's revealed briefly at the end of issue five, uh, but we've not seen them together since issue one. And what we got there was not really enough to, to kind of... Uh, to kind of provide a platform on which you want to base the ending of the entire series. I think, to be honest with you, we needed something more. Uh, we needed something, uh, a little bit more, uh, deep, uh, about their relationship. Fairly obviously, uh, Oscar is, uh, very much gung ho for the great compromise. Uh, Ian is very cynical towards it, although, as we find out this issue, his experiences as an electric warrior have <clears throat> enabled him to recognize the benefits of sort of camaraderie and, uh, and, and the nobility, if you like, uh, in, uh, in fighting and in representing your world. There are big problems that I have with that, which I will get to in a moment. Um, so, but, but that is, that is where their chief, uh, I don't know. That's, that's where their chief kind of disagreement is, um, is it's all about the great compromise. Um, and this being an Orlando comic book, uh, that is expressed in an extraordinarily clunky dialogue, uh, which we'll get to very shortly. Um, before we get to the fight though, we get an info dump. Um, it's funny actually, I've been going back looking at some of my earlier reviews on The Unexpected, which, of course, is also a Steve Orlando comic book. And um, I, I remarked there in one of the reviews that he has a <clears throat> he had a particular formula for this book, uh, The Unexpected, where basically uh, you started off with an info dump, uh, which then set up the rest of the issue, and then you kind of uh carried on and and it kind of it was a lot sort of rinse and repeat kind of thing for a good few issues uh with that uh there's something similar going on here so so you get this kind of info dump uh with uh Lex Luthor and, and it's introduced <laughs> it's introduced uh okay so so basically the the big reveal last issue was that Firestorm is actually Lex Luthor uh combined with uh, an emaciated, somehow uh, chained Superman, 
that combined they are Firestorm. Okay, so that that's the Firestorm matrix that they're they're in. So uh, Ian kind of says, uh, "What are you doing here, Oscar? How how is this possible?" And uh, Lex Luthor, who of course has been forcibly separated uh, from Superman, uh, sort of looks up and um, says, "Lex Luthor, that's how you know." Simple walk like Lex Luthor, and so who the sprock is Lex Luthor? <laughs> the sprock, yes, indeed. So we then get to two uh, two pages of explanation as to who Lex Luthor is and how he's ended up here. And I have some significant issues with with this explanation because I don't think it explains enough, uh, and I don't think it uh, it helps particularly understand the the story going forward. So here we go. Luther pulled the galaxy back from the brink. Well, the first thing we've got here is the fact that Lex is referring to himself in the third person. Uh, this is something that uh, that megalomaniacs do. I don't have a major problem with it. But then the next caption says this. Naturally, I predicted the great disaster decades in advance. Okay, so well done. Uh, so we, you've started off describing, you know, talking about himself in the third person, and then um, the writer fudges it and he goes back to the first person so why does that matter it matters because uh it's somewhat jarring not a lot but 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 enough to kind of to kind of make you kind of go okay right what's going on here uh and there is just it is just awkward at the end of the day uh which is a word that you'll often hear me associate with steve orlando um it's just unfortunate, but that that's one of the things about his dialogue that occasionally it happens enough to be described as a as a as a tick or a or, or even a, a writing flaw. That there is this awkwardness in his in his expression. Uh, so we're told that he predicted the great disaster decades in advance. I'd like some kind of timetable on this as to when the great disaster happened. Uh, we don't really get that here. We see uh, him sitting around a table with his colleagues, one of whom looks like it might be Vandal Savage. Uh, another definitely looks like it's Rachel Ghoul. I don't know who the ginger herd guy is meant to be, uh, but not to worry. Uh, my colleagues were unconvinced, not that it would have mattered. Rescuing humanity would only be a stopgap. The great disaster was but one of many crises. Okay, so so now we've got this idea that kind of Luther, uh, and, and this kind of works to a certain extent. Luther has always been primarily a kind of a human humanist in the sense that that he uh, he wants to see human beings fulfil their potential, uh, preferably with him leading them, and he sees in he sees alien influence as as a as a kind of um, as making humanity weaker, uh, and I think that that is that is kind of a a facet of his cal- of his character. Sometimes it's it's not as prominent as at other times, but it is it is kind of kind of there. It's it's an underlying uh, sort of character motivation for him. Um, he says the galaxy was desperate for a guiding hand. They would soon see that hand was Luther's. Now here we, we've gone from being concerned about Earth to being concerned about the galaxy, and and um, the galaxy's a big place. <laughs> the galaxy's a really big place. Um, how Luther became aware of things that were happening outside of uh, his purview on Earth is never really explained. How a man who wants to see Earth become dominant and Earth be, you know, human beings kind of 
you know, fulfill their potential and and uh, and be the best that they can be and sees himself as the pinnacle of that. How he then becomes concerned about the rest of the galaxy is is something that isn't really properly explained, and it is something that kind of niggles at the back of my mind as being just a little bit too convenient the foundations of life were crumbling so i took the power to fortify them see here's the here's the problem with orlando's dialogue at the moment where you want specifics at the moment where you need to know just a little bit more detail something concrete to give us you know you know you refer to the great disaster fine we we all kind of understand what that is although we we don't we're not 100% sure, okay? We know that the Great Disaster kind of... We don't exactly know what the Great Disaster is in this timeline. Is it a nuclear war? Is it what? What is it? All we know is that is that Lex saw it coming. Well, well done, Lex. Um, but there's no indication as to what exactly it is or what Lex Luthor did during it. So then, then we get onto the whole issue of the galaxy. Um, and again, it, it's this... You know, at the, as I said, at the moment that you want something concrete, Orlando gives us something um, sort of metaphorical and, um, and and kind of grandiose. So, you know, the foundations of uh, of life were crumbling, so I took the power to fortify them. What does that even mean? What, what, what does it mean the foundations of life were crumbling? What does it mean that he took... So what steps did he take to fortify them? He goes on to talk about how that that he he stole the Firestorm Matrix and kind of in a super collider. A super collider brought me Martin Stein's Firestorm Matrix, the means to reshape worlds. Um... I mean, I mean, yes, I, I see where he's going with that because because the Firestorm uh, character is phenomenally powerful, and I, and it's one of the interesting things about the character that he's got this uh, this incredible ability to to sort of essentially remake matter, uh, although not organic matter, but uh, but he can still sort of remake he can remake worlds in that sense, um, but. It, it's it, in the in the comics. It's it's kind of harnessed to this, the kind of naivety and uh, inexperience of a of a teenage boy. So that that that's that's kind of interesting. So now now you you take that idea and you give it to Luther, who doesn't have say the inhibitions of of or the moral qualms or scruples of of sort of a Ronnie Raymond or or whatever, and that that kind of that's kind of interesting. And I and I get that. But again, we're not given any context for this. Uh, so. When he says a super collider gave me this this power, well, what does that even mean? What did you do? And and I and I think during he, Orlando, the, the bottom line is this: Orlando has given himself far too much to do at the end of this series, and and already in the first uh, two and three two or three pages, he's really struggling. He's struggling to make this work. He's struggling to make this the, the, this this history that he's he's thought out, uh, and and the, the kind of I mean, I say in my review, the idea of, of a kind of a Luther Superman Gestalt Firestorm entity is is absolutely fantastic. It's brilliant. It's a fantastic idea. But but if for it to for for the for the kind of um, 
implications of that to be fully explored, you need to be a lot more detailed and a lot more thoughtful about it than, than Orlando is here. And this just isn't good enough. What, what he gives us in these two or three pages is not good enough. Uh, so he goes, it was not yet enough. The genetic stock I needed hid himself in the sun. But to a man with our Marvellian-plated ship, there is no hiding. So this idea that, that somehow he's, uh, he's managed to uh, snare Superman, who's hiding in the sun. He's hiding in the sun, which, which, which presumably, right, is is making him even stronger than he already is. And 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 Orlando gives us some guff about how how he he you know he ch- Superman chained to me by atomic kryptonite. What? What even is that? I have no idea. And you don't, you know, Orlando doesn't tell us. He doesn't doesn't give us any kind of of sort of. Of, of rationale for this. What does that mean, atomic kryptonite? It sounds cool. I, I think I kind of understand what he's, what he's talking about. But why does it work? Why does it work with Superman in the sun? What, 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 what's going on here? How is it that he's able to keep him chained for hundreds of years? in his own body? How does he keep him alive? How does he stay alive? All of these answers are just just kind of glossed over. With Superman chained to me by atomic kryptonite, I was immortal, invulnerable. How? How? Superman is not immortal. He's not, I mean, yeah, okay, invulnerable, fine, but he's not immortal. So, so, so how does, how does this work? With endless life and the power to rewrite physics, I went to work. Great. That's fantastic. Great. Okay. I, 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 look, I, I, I just, maybe, am I being picky? Please tell me, tell me if I'm being picky. But, but to me, this is, this is just, it, it's, it's unsatisfactory as an explanation of where we are now, of how Luther got to where he is now. It's not good enough. It gets, it gets even worse. I tamed hundreds of thousands. How? How did you, how did you do that? I know you've got, I know you've, I know you firestorm. Was there not a bit of resistance? With the with the Green Lantern still around at this point, what 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 the feck? What's going on? You're, you're not you're not telling us anything here. I, I I tamed hundreds of thousands of worlds in one generation. Oh, well done, well done, fantastic, great. How how did you manage it? I I just I, and I, at at this point, I I just like I'm like no, I don't I don't buy this. I don't believe this. I don't believe it. I you know you're trying to sell me something. Steve, and uh, you're just not doing it well enough. I'm sorry, and and you give, you're devoting two sides of two pages to, uh, and it's a nice spread. It's beautifully laid out. Travel Foreman does a great job with with it. it. It's just not. It just doesn't work for me. I, I don't. I don't buy it. End of story. Sorry. Thousands of worlds. Thousands. Think about that for a moment. Thousands of worlds in a generation. A generation's what? 40, 50 years, something like that? Thousands of worlds. How? <laughs> I know he's got I know he's got the power to sort of, you know, to, to reconstitute matter and all that kind of stuff. I, I it's doable, I, I guess, but 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 I need to see it. I need to see it in action. I, I need to see how he does it. And does he does he manipulate people? Does he does he just use brute force? What does he do to with with people who oppose him? What I don't know, I don't know. Maybe maybe Orlando could have tied this into some of these crises that were happening. He presented himself as a savior. That 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 could work. 
but there's no indication of that in this. You know, the, 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 there is a, there is an extremely loose connection, but but it, it's not enough. It's not enough. So that, and then you get to see him visit Oscar at, you know, on Earth. I would have liked to, st- and I've been saying this for the last sort of four or five issues. Really, we we needed more of Earth. We needed more. If, if you're going to bring Oscar back, which is the obvious thing you have to do, really, because Ian's taken him pl- his place, and you've made a big thing about the fact that Ian has lied and what have you, and I get that, then that that's fine as as an aspect of the character. That's absolutely fine, and, and you would expect some kind of resolution to that. Uh, but what we get here is just, like I said, that, that there's not enough between these two characters to kind of to kind of make this interesting. Because and 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 then you've got the fact that they look identical. So it's like, oh. <laughs> it's like, but they, but they've got slightly different powers, which is they're both sound based, but but he can make sound constructs. Uh, can Oscar, whereas Ian just uses sonic blasts and what have you. I don't know. I, I just I find the whole thing deeply frustrating because because this could have been really good. It really could have, and it isn't. Right. I feel like I've gone on too long about about this book already, and we're only on page four. That's not good, is it? Uh, okay. So Ian and Oscar talk, and it's boring. <laughs> Why is it boring? Because we don't know enough about these two characters' relationship. That's why. It's not interesting. Sorry, but it just isn't. Um, uh, there's this kind of stuff about. You see, see, part of the problem as well is is that is that the conversation between Ian and Oscar. Uh, he, Ian is saying things that are leading us in a, in a in a direction that I really don't want us to go, uh, and we'll get into that in a moment. Uh, so anyway, uh, this is what Ian says. I believe, uh, no, sorry, this is what Oscar says. I believe in the great compromise, Ian. All this, everything you're doing threatens that. And then uh, Oscar says, I believe in it too, now that I'm here. Why? Why do you believe in it? Why do you believe in it? I, I, you know, you've seen, you've seen your fellow warriors eaten. By the way, there's no mention of that in this, in this, in this issue. No mention at all of the of the cannibalism. No mention at all of the mysterious um, backers of the Great Compromise that we have seen. Uh, the Luther Firestorm uh, have to kind of argue with and negotiate with. He's not providing the money for this. It's coming from somewhere else, and there's no mention of that in this issue. So, so, so we're just conveniently forgetting all that and you know what that was that was some of the best stuff in this in this series well you know the the the, um the 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 stuff about about the 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 winged warrior being eaten while still alive that that that's disgusting and horrific and horrific but but it was interesting and and it and it provided a very clear kind of indication of the sort of morality that the Great Compromise is is kind of involved with. And then then for Ian to turn around and say, "Oh no, I believe in the Great Compromise." What? Why? Why would you say that? Why? Why would you say that? It's just mental. I'm sorry. It's really really mental. Yeah, I believe in it too. Now that I'm here, yeah. Now that I've seen people die and, and their bodies be being being eaten by people, I really believe in it too. Ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. Oh dear. 
Anyway, while Ian and and they do they do talk they talk for so long, and then they fight. While that's happening, uh, Kana and Serene uh, are looking at Superman, and they heal Superman. Uh, and healing Superman all, all, all the all the while. Sorry, no, they don't. They're, they're they're watching Superman all the while that Ian and Oscar are are fighting. Uh, Lex is doing his best to get uh, emaciated Gold Superman uh, to wake up and bond with him, and he's refusing. And presumably, although it's not actually explained properly. Um, the fact that he has been out in the sun. This is despite the fact that it's not Earth's sun. So I can only assume. <laughs> I'm only assuming it's a yellow sun. I don't know. I don't even know whether. <laughs> I don't even know whether Orlando has actually thought about that. To be honest with you, I have no idea. Uh, anyway, it, it, because he's been out in the sun, and presumably a sun in which you know which will replenish his powers. He's got the uh, he's got the power to fight back to mentally resist Luther. And it gives uh, the Dominator the uh, opportunity to grab Luther by the throat and threaten to blow himself up, and Luther, obviously, because that is something that Dominators can do, which I've forgotten, actually. But yes, they do. They they have what they call a gene bomb. Um, so Luther uh, is kind of in a bit of a pickle there, Um Ian and Oscar are fighting. Uh, Oscar's got the upper hand, and Ian kind of surrenders. And they hug, and it's all very nice. Luther is defeated. Well, but basically, Luther is defeated because uh, he he believes that the Dominator is prepared to blow himself up. Um, and that's that's pretty much it, really. I, you know, the, the, it's it's an extraordinarily naff ending to this series. Um, the you, you've got this this kind of piece of shared dialogue between Ian and Oscar, where they're kind of looking at one another and they saying, "I, I," and then together they said, "Should have heard you, should have heard you." And I, I, I know what's going on there in terms, of, you know, both of them have sound activated. Uh, sound activated powers again though it's an awkward piece of dialogue the, the obvious thing to say is i should have listened to you i guess uh but should have heard you is just it just i don't know it's just weird it, it, again it's just a, a little awkwardness that kind of pulls you out of the story um i just you know look the, 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 there are some nice little lines of dialogue here serene's very good although she doesn't have very much to do canna's good uh, but it's all wrapped up too nicely. Uh, as I said before, there's no indication of them preparing to follow through um, on the revelation of, of what the backers are doing and why, why the backers are funding the Great Compromise. Instead, what you get is this is this kind of... Um, I don't know. It, it, it's this. It's this kind of every, every. You know, they all lived happily ever after. Ending, which which you get with with you know, Superman flies back to the sun. Um, why? <laughs> I don't know. Superman's going home back back to his home in the sun. Yeah, well, that's fair enough, I guess. Superman doesn't want to be around for for the next few hundred years so you know it raises the question of is superman still alive in the 31st century i don't know do we care at this point 
I don't know. I really don't. Uh, so they they blow up a bunch of buildings that do with the Covenant. Um, they sit around a table. Uh, there's the four of them, it looks like. Uh, Ian, the Dominator, Serene, and Kana. And they all sat around the table. And basically, they've kind of made themselves rulers of this planet. And the idea being that they will, uh, at some point, perhaps become the united planets which you get in 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 the legion of superheroes uh the bottom line is it's all self-congratulatory pants essentially you know you, you you get this kind of ending which hasn't been earned and and isn't deserved whatsoever um you've got a a, a series that uh has become quite dark at certain points uh, and that darkness is suddenly kind of wiped away. Um, you get that, you know, Superman goes off with a wink and a smile, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever. I, I, I just <sighs> the thing is, right? I, and, and I know I, I've spoken to a couple of people on on the site um, who who like this series, and I'm glad that they like it. I'm my I can't get away from the fact that this is. Um, this is this this is a genuinely weird series and 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 quite creative series. Uh, but as always, and I'm and I I've read enough Orlando now to kind of Orlando Orlando's interested in the big emotional moments. It's a little bit like um, in in well on his Wonder Woman in his Wonder Woman run where uh, Diana teams up with Artemis and that that that's an important relationship for for Orlando clearly um, and. In order to get where he wants to get, he completely screws up uh, or disregards uh, the established continuity with with Artemis, with the Bow of Ra, and what have you. And so she ends up with um, with Power Woman's lasso from Earth Three, and um, as as a kind of counterpoint to Diana's lasso. So. That's what he's going for, and he's going for that reconciliation. He's going for bringing the two together, and and I, and and I kind of I kind of like that. I, I will be honest with you, I, I I don't think that that impulse, that impulse to show people getting on with one another, to show to show people resolving their differences and 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 coming out in a positive way, that is something we don't get enough of in comics, and and, and for that reason, I quite like you know I, I like Orlando's sensibility, if you like that that, and he is interested in things like the hero's journey, and 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 you know he's interested in 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 um, heroes becoming better people, I, and I and I, I like all that. I don't have a problem with that. The the problem I have with is in order to or the problem I have with him is that in order to get there. More often than not, you have um, you have stories that don't make sense, that don't um, that prioritize those sort of big emotional moments at the expense of coherent storytelling, um, and that, that 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 are quite happy to run roughshod over accepted continuity in the process. And you had that with Wonder Woman, and you've got it to a certain extent here. The the the, the issue here is is that there are things that he has introduced to talk about the Great Compromise, to show that the Great Compromise is fundamentally flawed, is um, is obscene almost. Um, that you know, and he 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 and he when when he um, when he presents the 
uh, the battles on the on the war ground uh, between the different warriors. There's no sense that that he he is approving of that process uh, as as the writer. He presents it as a as a as a kind of a combat game, uh, quite brutal. Uh, people die <clears throat> and on the on the war grounds, um, and and he's and he doesn't shy away from that. He doesn't sentimentalize it at all until now, because now we need it to be sentimentalized, or he thinks that we do. He thinks that we need it to be sentimentalized. He thinks that we need it to be something that is seen as as. Uh, at, at, and to be taken at face value, the great compromise has been shown, uh, has been set up to, uh, to be, uh, a way of resolving, uh, tensions and difficulties between planets. Um, we, all the way through this series, we have questioned that and we've been encouraged to question that because of what's been going on with, uh, the Firestorm character, because of what's been going on with the, uh, with the cannibalism and, and the great secrets behind them and what have you and the way, the underhanded way that, that, um, that, that Firestorm has, as the Lex Luthor has, has gone about uh, protecting his secrets and what have you, and so and so we, we've we've been trained to question that narrative, to um, you know, to to not believe it, and so suddenly for for Ian to turn around and say, no, I, I do believe in a great compromise, I really do, it, it it's great, and you know, it's just been handled really badly, and and I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I, I don't, I don't, but no, no, you've missed the point. <laughs> You missed the point. It's not just the fact that the Great Compromise has been set up by Firestorm. You're 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 missing the point that that to have to have differences between worlds resolved via mortal effectively. It's not 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 all about ending ending death, but but effectively with with the prospect of of death mortal combat between between two champions that's that's no no way to resolve things either um and i and i just i find the whole thing deeply disappointing it it's become something that had that had the had the potential to be to be kind of deep and interesting and sophisticated suddenly becomes very flat and very boring and very uh and very one dimensional uh, and very superficial, and and it's not the first time I've ever said that about a Steve Orlando book, and and that it upsets me because Orlando, Orlando, Orlando at his best does produce stuff that is that is positive, that 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 is that is life affirming in that sense, but but he's also told reasonably well, and this isn't that. This this is this is you're expecting me the, the reconciliation between. Um, between Ian and Oscar, it's not earned. Um, th- there's not been enough invested in their relationship in the in the last five issues. Uh, what we get in issue one isn't enough, um, it, and it's not enough now. And 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 we're being expected, particularly bearing in mind we're expect we're being expected to just accept the fact that these other plot threads that were dangling last issue and now just being kind of swept away one of their one of their owners died you know inceptor has died to get the information from firestorm's uh mind uh, or sorry a, a, about firestorm from uh from one of the other combatants minds um and and we're just expected to kind of go oh, okay and there's no he's not even mentioned in this in this uh in this issue I, it's it's kind of it's unsatisfactory is what it is. 5.1 out of 10 is what I gave it. Um, I think that is fair. 
Um, the art is good. There are some good ideas and there are some touching moments of dialogue. There's, that's not enough to elevate it above, um, above a 5.1 in my view. And, um, again, I, I just kind of think to myself, Steve, you know, you've got, the the makings of a good idea here but you just really have dropped the ball on this on this ending and um i don't know i don't know uh anyway there we go uh thank you very much for listening uh, i have waffled on a bit but th- this this issue got to me more than i thought it would i i i read it and wrote a review on it and i was kind of i was disappointed but i wasn't I wasn't annoyed and talking about it has made me annoyed. <laughs> so, ah, uh, sorry about that. So, so I, if you're reading this book and enjoying it, as I know, uh, uh, Tom has, and, uh, I don't know, I can't, I don't know whether Luke's still enjoying it or not, to be honest with you. Uh, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Um, but yeah, I, I, by all means, um, you know, leave a comment on the review or write in or whatever and, and put across your point of view. I'd, I'd be delighted to hear it. But for, for me at the moment, I, this is just a, a wasted opportunity, as I fear the Martian Manhunter series will be. Um, although the Martian Manhunter series has got just a little bit more about it, I would I would suggest. Mind you, it's going to be quite a bit longer as well. So there we go. Speaking of long, I have gone on long enough. Um, thank you very much for listening. I do appreciate that. I hope you have a great week. I hope your books are good. I've been catching up on stuff. I've been reading some stuff on the Marvel Unlimited app, actually, at the moment. That Venom, first Venom issue by Donny Cates. Fantastic. Well worth checking out. And I am enjoying Conan the Barbarian by uh, Jason Aaron and Mahmoud Azra. And that also is very good. So uh, I hope you're enjoying your comics. Uh, It just remains for me uh, to hand back to uh, Jim and Eric. Uh, One final thing, if you do want to follow me, at Door Jeremy on Twitter is the place to do it. Uh, I do also have a WordPress blog, uh, which I don't update as much as I would like to, and that is uh, www.jdunsani.wordpress.com. And uh, thank you very much. Uh, you take care. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We'll find out if he thinks the Good or bad or just okay Now's the time to hear reviews And listen to what Jim will say We're waiting to hear all Jim's scores We don't want to hear Eric Shea Oh yes, I'm here with Eric for three final books of the week Not a lot of books And the first one I got a hold of Chris, but I did get a hold of him late, and he was gonna. He told me he was gonna tell me if they he could record, and he had to talk to his wife. Maybe his wife really didn't oh like my. him because I didn't hear from him since. And then I, I I hate to like push the issue and seem like a jerk, so I was just waiting, thinking he'd get back to us, but uh, we didn't. Then I sent him a message, and I didn't hear uh, from him. So I hope that something didn't happen, and I hope he's not mad at us. But we're gonna go with the Teen Titans book to start off this last section. Eric, give it to me. Teen Titans number twenty. 
29, written by Adam Glass with art by Bernard Chang, Marcelo Maiello, and Anne World Design. It's part three of the Terminus Agenda, and in this issue, we move back in time to see Kid Flash's reaction to the dungeon, and then at some point move past the events of last issue. But really, there's little Deathstroke to be found here, and ultimately, the prisoners are loose, and it's up to the Teen Titans to survive. Yeah, and I, I, it's a weird issue. It's weird because this is a crossover, yeah. you know, a little mini event in between this Deathstroke and Teen Titans book. It makes sense. That's what you always get excited for, the Deathstroke Teen Titans I should stop deal. getting excited about that. And, well, I, I guess that maybe with the way this issue plays out, and it's weird, this issue to me is more for the people. It's, it's hardly anything to do with this crossover, really. <laughs> this is more of filling in the blanks for people who are already reading Teen Titans. I don't know how much the people who are reading Deathstroke and then have just been picking up these issues, maybe they'll like the character work going on here, but it's more character work that is better served for the people who have been reading Teen Titans because we know the setups of this. We know, you know, that Kid Flash has shown up and he doesn't want to be duped again. And he, you know, told Damien, hey, uh, you know, I want to trust you, but you have to trust me and let me be along I'm for the ride as well. I'm actually very worried about Wallace West and this Kid Flash because yeah, the idea is that it seems we're going with with this whole crossover deal is – Eventually, everybody becomes their parents or their father, whatever it is, thinking about Shadow, like is the mother of Red Arrow, Emiko, and stuff like that. And eventually, you know, she's going to become just like Shadow. You know, Jericho will become like Slade or vice versa. The idea is Kid Flash's father was Reverse Flash, Daniel West. And I think he actually is afraid at this point to become that for everything that's being put on his shoulders now. Which has been kind of a thing with that. but Because are they crossing the line with the dungeon? Well, if you're going to make the character, you know, more interesting – that might be an interesting take. And he might be, you know, Damien might be the one who sets him off with all this and maybe him being a bit of a villain. Maybe that will spruce up the character a little. And I do like, as you're saying, you even get this little deal with roundhouse that he's like his mom, his mom's a hero. His mom's really good. And and he ends up just telling the story to kid flash, but I liked it. I I really did. And again, that is more for people who are reading the teen Titans book, right? It's just an odd thing. Because crossover, we did have the thing where Deathstroke disabled his suit. And we did see for the first time that without, you know, roundhouse's suit, he does become kind of like a blob figure that can't put himself together. But I'm telling you, that was new for everybody. I don't know if Deathstroke fans who are coming into this for more Deathstroke and see that I, all right, that kid's blue and turned into a blob without that suit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And and this issue is if you're coming at it as a, hey, let's, you know, get a little more into the team dynamic and let's learn a little more about these new characters and let's have some, you know, back and forth with, you know, it gets back to the powder keg right. nonsense that we didn't want. But with that, this is, like I said, I don't know what people just reading Deathstroke who want to go into this whole event, what are they going to get out of this issue? Because their character that they love, Deathstroke, isn't in it he's pretty much and just you know tied up and things like that it's more the, of a teen titans deal. in the last issue where we had deathstroke tied up in the you know mercy hall dungeon last issue we had that before he was able to get out of that for some reason he is set up the same way here it seems like the idea is look we put a new lock on here that you can't disable 
the way you yeah. did before. I'm like, but you still have him all tied up the way he was before. You th- he could get well, down from this. And that like. threw me off. That threw me off a well, bit. Well, because and, uh, I didn't know what we were dealing with. I'm going through now yeah. as we we're talking and seeing that we had that whole flashback with Kid Flash finding out about the dungeon, which we were wondering, okay. But then we, we go to now. Now. I didn't yeah. see that now yeah. the first time yeah, I read yeah. it. And I didn't realize yeah, at what point we actually got to the present day and the, until later on when Red Arrow is bringing up, hey, damn, yeah, even where you, that BlackRock yeah. situation. I'm like, yeah. That was a situation. And even have it where he's training and and thinking about what Deathstroke said at the end of last issue and things like that. So it's a weird issue. And And even at that point, it felt more like that was something that's been bothering him, not since last issue, but since we had that uh, Deathstroke versus Batman arc with the whole idea where he, like Deathstroke's been in this kid's head ever since that. And this is like kind of going with that now. It's such a weird idea that we're playing with, you know, even like, you know, we get no real answers to what we had at the end of last issue. It was even before that, before the Deathstroke versus this Batman in Arkham deal right. uh, way, way back. No, we had where that, Damien yeah. and him. Yeah. Even that's way, way back with, you know, you're not a bad kid, you know, you know, don't be, you know, what your mother was, be like your father and all that sort of thing. Yeah. It goes way back, but really this, this issue. And, and here's the problem is when we have a couple of these things and crossovers, things like that, me and you read and review every book that comes out. We, we read everything going on. You know, there's some minor ones yeah. that we aren't, but for the main, you know, Deal. We're doing all those. So when we get a crossover like this, I, I tend to forget that there's some people that have never read a Deathstroke issue that will now, or they have never read this version of Adam Glass's Teen Titans, but they are now. And sometimes I do forget the idea of, oh, we know what's going on. But some, most of the time it feels like you know, you're getting uh, enough from both books to kind of fill in the blanks. This issue, like I said, if I was rating it as a Teen Titans issue, it would be higher than if I was rating it fully as a Terminus Agenda crossover What's that Terminus issue. Agenda? Yeah, and that's the thing is, it ends next issue of Deathstroke, and I don't even know what's really going on here. It doesn't feel like the it's that big. The only thing I saw was when Deathstroke last issue was in all, like, you know, Hecticoms, the screw with the Damien's head and stuff like that. He said, huh, the Terminus Agenda, huh? Yeah, that, that, that's yeah. it. And we've had it mentioned one time, but, as far as I'm concerned. I don't me, know what that means. Me, you, and and that's why I wanted Chris to be, uh, you know, involved uh, because he's really enjoying this Teen Titans. So I actually like this issue for what we get of a Teen Titans deal. And I, I Roundhouse could just talk all he I wants, know. and I love. Actually, I love for some every reason, except it. for him saying my mom's. Like my I'm moms like, you know, refer to the mom that, as moms. Him. I'm like, that's, that's that's it's like my mom's my hero. And I'm like, you know what? I love you even more. You are such a you're a good little boy. He's what a good, good boy. boy, witches. I, I thought. <laughs> and with this, you have Wallace, who's, you know, they're trying to, you know, he's not so happy. He's not exactly, you know enjoying what's going on and things like that but you well, have he's Roundhouse. trying to make he, a, a goddamn analogies about things going on yeah. in its team that he doesn't want to spell at the round and that's what i said that's what i said earlier where you have him like just say you have a cat and you think it's one breed but then it's a different breed that's how our dog is but i like that roundhouse is just like whoa bro i'm allergic to cats i can't have <laughs> he, them here and he's like here, dude buddy. it's so funny he's like dude it's a metaphor <laughs> listen if you want to get that epi pen i want to be doing all the time you know thanks but no thanks i i just love roundhouse so much but yeah you get that little deal of you know hey you know i'm building my new suit i want to make sure this suit doesn't mess up my mom and and it is something that 
Maybe somebody even said to Adam Glass, like, if the suit keeps him not being a blob, what's the chicken and the egg here? How did he make the suit if he was a blob? And he says, no, my mom made it. She she actually was a double major yeah. in, in college. And it, it, I like that. I actually really like that the idea of she majored in nuclear engineering with a minor in post-impressionist art. And he's I even like, like yeah, the idea and, from after what happened, how like he has the yips now because he's got to go back and make sure what Deathstroke did never happens again. Because like, look, everybody on the team, they think I'm a goddamn walking Tide Pod now. I'm like, that's yeah, pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even that where you have, I also like, I'm telling you, Roundhouse ups my score so much in this book because Wallace is like, hey, you know, you have one breed and then you find out it's another. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you a cat racist over here? Get woke, buddy. Like, oh that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. But it's Roundhouse. It makes me laugh. But then, you, yeah, you go off and you're going to continue this idea of the your 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 parents kid you know and i i don't want to say your father's son because it's also emiko with shadow and that's the whole thing we i also even get say the father because that. when he says you know yeah the whole idea that you eventually become your parents he's talking about what he damian wayne was made to be a weapon yeah, a that's killer. what i'm talia saying this is more yeah yeah that's more talia not his father so it is the you know your parents you're not far from your parents and, and again, it's getting back to the initial is, idea that everybody on our team for the most part besides for like i guess roundhouse and Jin is like, yeah they're and it's Jen. actually the thing is Jin's probably well, damaged well from all the thousands of years that she's been is, around. She is, but also Roundhouse is from what happened to his sister. True. So everybody is there with some damage. They all have baggage, I'd say. Uh, but yeah, the, the heavy hitters there, they end up with villains as parents. And, you know, you have Kid Flash, Damien, and Emiko, uh, really, and and really Crush as well with Lobo. Well, he was on the but jail, you don't really you center about? too much on that. But I'm I saying know. you don't really center too much. Yeah, and that was, he was forced on there since Steve <laughs> Orlando. To save the space uh, dolphins. But yeah, but then you, you go and again, I'm here and I'm a Deathstroke reader, right? I, I've never read the Teen Titans. I heard, you know, some nonsense that I Eric liked it. So I figured, so I figured, you know what? Eric knows nothing. I'm not going to read that. But when you go in and you're going to get character moments with Crush revealing that she's gay and has feelings for, you know, Jin, I'm thinking, what's going to, what are the people? And I'm not saying bad, but it's just, why is this here? Why isn't this waiting till after this crossover? Let's get to the Deathstroke stuff going on. And yeah, it might tie in. And I like it. I actually like the moment. I like when Jen finds out. I like that. For some reason, though, the whole idea that Roundhouse is the one who talks Crush up, that you got to take your moment. You got to tell her how you feel and stuff like that. It felt very weird for like, if maybe this was the 80s and 90s, it would become off better. But in our day and age now, the idea, well, you act like you're gay or something. You ain't gay. Like, it, yeah, it was very I'm saying I, I actually thought that it it's, you know, he's there, but it's been pointed out. He's he's a pretty open minded guy. Yeah. He just has this idea. Plus, he's a goof and says things that he doesn't even mean to. But when he does convince her, I like that. I like that. He, and I like that basically it's like, why don't you just tell her? And she's like, well, what happens if she rejects me? He's like, I've been rejected by everybody. <laughs> look, at look at me. I'm a blown Tide Pod. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> yeah, really. And he's like, just just tell her. And the, the worst that could be is you get rejected and then you move on. But she'll know. And she does go. And some people did point out in the Slack. She does kind of just lay that kiss on Jin, which is a little that's bit. That's what you do, you know, right? Forced there. Yeah, no. Uh. But that's what she does. But it's crushed. That's what she does. She goes in and starts smashing things and things. She's very up front and things like that so she does that and you don't know because Jin does seem to react a little you know they have this whole deal around them but she is waiting for Damien and you think that there's that thing with her and Damien I'm still not convinced that Jin isn't you know kind of on the back there 
being a little underhanded and maybe and I hope that that's not fully the case. It, I hope so that what weird she's for doing what we had ends before up that seems being something good. Before but, what we had because yeah. she disappeared at that one point. I don't know if we ever got back to that idea with her working with the other yeah. because we keep have we start out with the other yeah, that's, and we I'm keep afraid moving that what, away from that yeah. and then it just shows up out of nowhere. I'm like, what the hell have we been dealing with in this book? Even and I I've like her it. a lot and I like her character design. It's great. Um, but I'm just worried that they're going to make her the villain. I hope that's not the case. I hope that what we've seen in this darkness that she's showing ends up wrapping around to be something else. Like she's protecting them all along, stuff like that. She's like Snape. You know, they're they're doing the Quidditch, Eric, and she's making her hand motionless and stuff. She was actually warding off the spell, not making the spell to to hurt Harry, right? Good. You know that, Eric? Yeah, you got yeah, that? Sure. You got it? Yeah. So Snape. we're doing this, and then uh, by the end, the thing that pushes it forward in the story is the last couple pages where you do have, you know, Deathstroke, you know, telling Emiko, hey, I, you know, I knew your mom intimately. Yeah. You're just like her. You look like her. You're doing this. I'm not my mother. That sort of thing that, you know, kind of generic. But somebody is letting the bad guys out of their cages. Which I have to imagine was something on. that Deathstroke set up to happen while he was out and about. Maybe, in this before, but I wouldn't because, think that he would do this. Well, then, I, I who, actually who is thought it person? was like Lex or somebody because we have that things with Lex being pushed later. I, just, I don't know. The shackles that all the villains are wearing in their cells automatically unlatch. They seem like they're yeah, coming they hooked unlatch. up to some kind of computer system the way they're set up, the way they but look. it does and stuff look like, like somebody has gloves on. It looks like an older fella. It doesn't look like Jericho to me. Plus, it's go time, boys. The guy says he's not saying it through that, you know, it'd be neat if it was that font. You see it was Jericho that was involved. Is it Wintergreen, maybe? I, I don't know. Uh, but just I, the I really idea just thought that, that Deathstroke- was, I just thought that was Black Mask. Yeah, wow, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe it was, but who's right, it's go time, so you're boys. saying it just clicks? It just, it. It just clicked yeah, actually, open. I'm telling you, it was a little bit of a, a confusion to me, but why would Deathstroke? Set up pretty much Damien to because die. Because it seems I mean, in my mind, could from, die. from what Deathstroke wants Damien to do, it's like, look, if you know, this is no way to do it. If you want these fuckers out of here, yeah, kill but he could have done that before. He could have done it before, before he got out and all that. When you had, uh, you know, Black Mask saying, "Oh man, let us out now." But yeah, it might be. It might be just another lesson. Yeah, test. And yeah, Damien has a bad dream and wakes up and he's like, oh, no, you know, I got to take care of this once and for all goes down and all the villains are out. Oh, no. Attack it's like a, and, you open yeah. the door and like the zombies spill out and the zombie yeah, apocalypse. Really, they're all there. They're yeah, all you're right. It is. I'm telling you, it actually made me uh, confused a little because we just see why just show that and a bunch of these, you know, shackles all laying around together. Just and we have like, all of these villains I... break out the elevator. All right, kid, time to get your yeah. teeth kicked. And I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. It looks like he's going to die. But yeah, the Terminus agenda concludes. And I, I hardly know ye. Seriously. I mean, I really don't get, I can't get a grip on what this is even about yet. And it's going to be over. So, and uh, it's here's all the thing, about though. what is the right way to be a teen titan? Well, yeah. And but I'll tell you right now, Get if a new you leader. are a fan of the Teen Titans or you're a fan of the Deathstroke book, if you're one or the other, you're really better served if you are a Teen Titans fan coming out of this because we got a lot of character work. Yeah. I'm not just saying this issue alone. I'm saying in general. You really didn't get much from the Deathstroke book no. going forward out of this so far. So maybe something will happen. But he's kind of there along for the ride. It's more of a Teen Titans You think deal. we'll ever get Young um, Justice versus Teen Titans since that's a Wonder Comics no. imprint? 
I don't know. I don't even want to think about that, Eric. What are you doing to me? What are you making me think? Opening your eyes. I, I, what do you want? It would be kind of cool, I guess. I, I don't know against each other. Maybe well, they join obviously, up or something. Damon being the leader of the Teen Titans here has taken a bit of a more darker route than Tim Drake did. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I don't think that they'd be against each other. Maybe. I don't We'll see. I, Obviously, I think Damien's afraid everyone's going to be against him with this whole well, thing. I think he's that, keeping that's a secret. the thing, too. Yeah. And uh, again, everybody. And this is what Wallace says at the beginning. Hey, you know, let's tell everybody. This is something we should all know. And everybody, you know, knows and whatever. I think that this little mini deal with Deathstroke is to get Damien out of this dark place. Right. In a way that now we can get on with a book where Damien isn't a full out villain and it's helped by Deathstroke doing this and you won't have this dungeon anymore. I don't know. I see some weird stuff coming out of Deathstroke after this bit. Well, I'm saying Deathstroke, maybe. I'm saying in the Teen Titans, I I think that maybe this is the kind of the deal where we can get back to maybe Batman showing up and not being pissed that he finds out stuff and things like that, and maybe kind of sets this book on a better path that I see some people not liking. That's one of the things that people are, you know, people who don't like this book are like, oh, it's too dark, and it's this and that, even though the person I'm thinking of that you know who I mean is loves every other dark book. It just seems to be whatever writer's writing it that this, you know, hack has to deal with but, but hey, even though we're not getting a ton this? of terminus agenda in this book what we are getting is some great character pieces within the teen titans themselves which i do appreciate for the teen titans exactly fans, yeah. and the thing is because i love the art and the idea that we're getting these character points not exactly the crossover event that i was looking yep. for i still gave it a seven out of ten yeah, I'm going seven five. I like it. I I am reading Teen Titans, so I like all these character moments. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, somebody who was reading Deathstroke and comes over to this and reads it's like, oh, you know what? I want to know more about this Roundhouse or Crush. Or I like this interaction. Such I'll a go weird with that. thing to get. And maybe we'll get some things to get but Kid yeah, Flash's reaction to the dungeon this issue because we already saw him last issue where he seemed to be okay with everything. I'm like, that's not a big because yeah, we went back. I know in it's time, just man. not a big that's, idea yeah. to me to come in here to see his it was reaction. Weird. I'm sure he's cool with it because we saw him already doing stuff after the fact. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. But we're going to move on to the next book, Eric. And the next book is a Wonder Comics imprint book. You said the Wonder Comics, and here you get it, Eric. It's Naomi number four, written by Brian Michael Bendis. You say Wonder Comics three times, and you're screwed. Oh, no. Uh, It's written by Brian Michael Bendis and David F. Walker, art by Jamal Campbell. And this is one of those books where I only have one problem. It's a big one. When are we going to find out Naomi's origin? I mean, really. The earth-shattering secret behind Naomi that's going to change the DC universe? If you are reading, I'm sure you are now with me and realize that we'll be waiting to issue number six, or at least the end of five. We're seven. And while I really like the what we're getting, it, it ends. It ends at six. Oh, that's right. It's it, over, it's, isn't it? Yeah. It's that's like so season one. Season that. one Shut supposedly up. ends at six is what I was told. Uh, there's no reason to spread the story this thin. It's like, hey, we're giving you six issues. And I'm like, really? It's like, I, I'd love it if he, he handed in an outline. Yeah. And they're like, oh, man, I thought this was going to be six issues. There's no way you can make this last six issues. You're that right. That sounds like a challenge. That's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. He says, uh, if you realize we'll be waiting the six, and while I really like what we've gotten, it's just a little bit too little, and there is no reason to spread so thin. If you haven't picked it up yet and are interested in this, and when we talk about it, I'm going to be positive about this. I like this book. It's just not giving me enough each issue, but as a trade, maybe it'll be better. And, you know, and, and if you haven't picked it up and you're like, man, I, I kind of like the idea of it changing the DC universe forever. And that seems like nonsense. <laughs> but if that's the case, uh, wait for the trade. These individual issues 
give you nothing. What are you talking they about? give you nothing. Naomi's father, Greg, he fought alongside Adam Strange when he was the first star, yeah, when he did. was first starting out. Green Lantern, dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> nothing. I, I told you this. This was the <laughs> thing. I'm like, so it's going to drive you nuts. I said, it's going to drive you nuts, but you do get the name he drop works of with Adam the Green Strange. Lantern, and then so he says, Green Lantern. Lantern dot 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 and then you're like what and then it what goes on the now. but now there are some neat things in this uh the art's great for the some reason though it bothers me because we do talk about in the beginning of this podcast with just League the idea that all the old continuity is opened up and we're dealing with a lot more than just the new 52 and those five years yeah. that are heroes but the idea that her father worked with adam strange when he was first starting out she is 17 years old he adam strange's been doing stuff for almost 20 years at this point this is the thing, and this is you, you're actually bringing up a point that I wanted to point out later. That My I bad. wish or hope that well, no, no, it, it actually we can do it now. Right. I, I'm getting the idea that maybe he would have been better served. This was something I was going to point out when they end up getting her as a baby, and she's like, and, and you have the dad like, you were just born then. I, why are you doing that? Because you have no idea. She is an alien, and I thought maybe. The idea was that she is a little older than what we think, but it she's an alien, so it's not you know what I'm saying? Like an alien who would be three years old is actually, you know, forty years old and things like that. I thought that he should play with that because he is pointing out some time frame yeah. here that doesn't really make sense. The Ron Thanagarian War maybe, seventeen years ago. Yeah, maybe we'll figure out a little better thing than that. And yeah, well, he was on Earth for a little before she showed up, but it doesn't seem like that much. Uh, but I do like the the concept of and and if you aren't reading the book, the issue last issue ended up with her dad saying, "Hey, come in this cave with me. Look, this is my Iranian, spaceship. Baby. I'm Iranian. Uh, yeah." And I I do think that I and I I really do like Naomi, so and, I. and I didn't as much that first issue. When she was, you know, yapping with her friends. But since he has what actually <laughs> narrowed down, you know, those crazy friends, you know, jock, jock one, jock two. Uh, Goth but when girl one. It's just her. Yeah. When it's her and her parents and D, those are the most interesting characters with her in this. So I do. Yeah, maybe we'll get back I'm glad to that, that he's kind of. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, really. Or, or the person who uh, the runs boss. the cafe yeah. that she ends up working for. We really have uh, this whole town yeah, spelled this, out. It doesn't matter at all. It's weird. I like Naomi a lot. So I. I really like the character, and I want to see her she continue, a mystery. and I want to know more. She is a mystery wrapped in an enigma. But yeah, with, with her, I like this idea, and I don't think it was pushed enough. And I said to you, when you're reading it, think about this. I like this idea where she says to her dad, like, this is your spaceship. And he's like, yeah. yeah. From space, yeah, not mine, no. And I like the idea that we're getting to where maybe the therapist gets involved with it, you know, in the roundabout way, that she is adopted. Yeah. And when you're adopted, one of the things is you kind of do wish that your parents are the king and queen of England, or you hope that it's the president of a corporation or whatever. She was hoping that she was like Superman. A, oh, yeah. a, a baby from space who came here might Superman. have. Yeah, and I like that. I wish that there was a little bit more of that. There's just a little smidgen. She's like, I didn't come Look, from space. It, it, she didn't and come the from thing space, is, it looks baby, like she did. Baby, you came from an interdimensional door <laughs> yeah. opened up. You cop yeah. through. I don't know what you I want from that, me here. But this is where you're getting the idea. Your daughter is so upset right now. And you're going to you're gonna extend this talk with her. I need to tell you the story her. the most yeah. extended Let way I can. Tell you so a I, little I'm going to bury the lead this. about where you came from and for that, a long that's time. That's where I think that. 
that's what gets me upset with Brian Michael Bendis, where you're in this book. I think that her dad and mom love her. Let me tell you when I met your mother and she had green hair and she had just sold her first painting. Dad, dad, I've heard the story. Please tell me about me. We don't need that part. Yes, us as readers might, but get to, you know, don't bury the lead here. tell like oh wait even with the point where she's like so i'm not from space and say like Ugh. wait a second just i'll get to that you Look, are a little more this, than you think this monitor you know? i have went off never did this thing before you i just up. like it though yeah well here i didn't come from space just before you were born i was from the planet rand you're you're right back you are the most selfish person right here <laughs> as the dad but we see he isn't but we do see that he ended up he was in the rand thanagarian war and i like the concept that he was fighting the war they sent him to earth in you know to track a missing black guard thanagarian assassin i'm glad that brian michael bendis doesn't you know be and we have to mention david walker as yes. well they don't beat around the bush it is d yeah so the, the whole deal is you're waiting for that to even be a twist i and think turn. i was waiting it for it to not. be more of a twist it's not even a twist. It's the idea where we find out, you know, he once was sent to Earth to track down D, who was a, you know, a missing Thanagarian, yeah. like, yep. you know, war guy. But the whole idea when he gets down to Earth and he finds D and like, you know He's what? He's a Thanagarian war guy. For some yeah, reason. I, yeah. yeah. For some reason, the idea, even though that Greg, her father, takes on this human life yeah. and leaves everything behind – how come they never had a conversation about them knowing who each other were until both of their monitors went off but and they met is, up at the well, football field? I guess it, they do say, like, you know, we kind of went our own way and I kind of gave him dirty looks and he gave it back. But we were in this new life. I suspected that he did. Maybe he was What's afraid that? to talk to him. Maybe I he guess. was afraid. He does go and talk to him. Yeah. And just like, hey, how long have you been here? For some time. Like he knows. They know what's going on. Now, with that, I have a couple questions. But even before that, I love the concept, though, that they're both here. You have a Thanagarian and Iranian. And the way that they are kind of getting away with having their own life here is the war might have gone sideways. He even says, and this, this makes sense. I mean, there are times, you know, you get sent by some secret organization. And I would guess this is one of those like, yeah, if you get caught or something, we're not... And whoever sent him is dead now. Look, they, they ended up getting killed in a war. I just kept going back to that Japanese soldier who wound up on Gilligan's Island that thought the World War II was yeah, still going that's on. That's what I'm talking. He's still <laughs> fighting Gilligan. He thinks the war. I like that. Now, where I wonder and where I'm saying that I don't think we're necessarily going to find out everything next issue, even we'll have to wait till six, is we still have to find out what was the promise that D gave the parents. Yeah. Because that's why she slapped them. The mother slapped them because of that. Also, when did D end up in, in you know, uh, Iron Heights? He There's ended up getting arrested at one point. Or even yeah, the idea, it seemed like they why were on was he General arrested and they himself. didn't know he was Thanagarian? I don't know, but they, they end up where they're both of them have these trackers that end up beep, 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 and they go, and it is a portal After they that both opened. acclimated themselves to human life. Yeah. Yeah, and they show, and I like even this, where they show up and they're looking at each other and like, hey, mine just went off. Mine too. Mine did too. It never did this before. What's going on? And it becomes enemies thrown into a situation where enemy mind? They, they have they end up as friends. Yeah, it's enemy mind. Uh, but you quickly, you have a thing. And I also think that the art is great. I wish that we knew that the baby was involved right away. Because when the lady comes through that ends up having Naomi, you barely can tell. And I was reading this on my tablet. And boy, it was not tough like to the read panel a lot of times. Yeah, for what it was they very do. hard to read on a, a tablet. Tiny, it, there was a lot of really lot of small panels. Yeah, a lot of them. And uh, a lot of them when you didn't them. get a ton 
of, you know, deal. So when it all happened and Naomi and they're like, hey, do you think that those people were trying to kill that baby? I'm like, what? What happened? I went back. I'm like, oh, yeah, there was a baby. I thought he caught a football. They're on the football well, field. Even when there. this door opens, uh, like only thing we know so far is that Naomi had a vision within a dream about where she came from. It looked like and we always yeah. saw it general. But when I see her mother now and these people come out of this portal that are chasing her, end up killing her. I don't recognize anything about anything of the people going well, and on here. Here's the thing is, I don't think they kill her. It, what they're grabbing her with at that point, I think, is like Thought a, she turned uh, to freaking you know, dust. I think it's a grappling deal. They end up pulling her back in, it seems, at one point, because at the end, you have her even saying, I'm, I'm looking at it. Maybe, I, you know, they're there. They end up with the baby. The baby goes, she gets hit. It's just an explosion behind, and it looks like they're pulling her up through it from there, where you end up having what uh, D is trying to like grab up for. I think they got her with like a grappler and took her through the portal. See, that person uh, because in that final panel there, and the whole project, oh, you have Greg sitting there with the baby. I thought that was Naomi's mother turning the dust. No, there. it looks like that's somebody that D ends up getting through the back at one point because there's one guy still there. D runs him through with whatever weapon, but it might be. I don't know. At one point, I thought that they had gone up where D was going, but you might be right. I see somebody, but then why wouldn't they have grabbed this body? Where's the body? <laughs> But yeah, so there's, but that's the thing. What's weird about this is, but there's also another body that seems to be hit, but Naomi's a little baby. You end up having this cube that looks way too much like a white lantern symbol. And uh, you end up with, it uh, looks like a white lantern symbol, but not enough in my mind to be a white lantern symbol. It's It's a little bit different. But why go a little different like that? It It angered me so much seeing this whole thing. It's like, oh, this, this was on you when we found you kind of thing. And like, you see the reflection. I, you see the box itself, but then you see, seems to open up or it glows and you see that white lantern symbol or yeah. something that's very close to a white lantern symbol reflecting in her eyes. I'm like, why would you do that? God damn it. I know yeah, it's yeah. Wonder and, Comics, and with but that, fuck. Yeah, I know. But with that, you end up with Naomi. Was that my mom? And I don't know. Where did I come from? Uh-huh. Where did that just come from? And, it, you know, you have it going back and forth. They don't know. He ends up saying in a weird deal as well, where you have this guy who's Ronnie and he's there pretty much undercover. Greg. From anybody he doesn't want, you know, Greg. And uh, he ends up, yeah, I had a friend of a friend who works at Star Labs that looked on it and the download. No, no, that is forced as as all get up. There is no, <laughs> really, you have a friend of a friend that on a download is going to look at it at Star Labs Adam just Strange. to tell you he doesn't know what it is. Yeah, if you're anything, go back to Adam Strange if you're going to do that. But it just came off very forced. No, no. He but avoided Adam it. Strange at all costs because he didn't want to yeah, know if really. the Ron he, he was still going on. He would everything. Why wouldn't you say, hey, what's this What's this cube there, which he did hide in his ship then? Why not him just say, I don't know? Like, I couldn't look into it. I am on the, you know, I'm on the lamb here, baby. Maybe it's but a white she ends up, I don't know, baby. She ends up grabbing it and touching it, and it glows in her eyes. And then she's like, Mom, Dad. And again, is this a projection of them? Is this the Naomi version of the crystals that, you know, Superman gets that has, or is this a portal opening? But uh, you even said it looks like her mom died. If That's that was her mom, that might not be a mom. It might be somebody like a, their warrior guard that ended up taking her and whatever happens. But we'll see. So here we are, issue, issue four, and we really know nothing. We know Greg's running. Yeah, I, I'm D's telling you, I want to. 
the odd I couple. I want to read. I want to read the. I wish I should have gotten this ready. I want to read the solicits and also the big banners on the front of each of the covers of Naomi. Because even this one, the origin of DC's newest hero, exposed. No, no, I don't know not really. anything. Not really. You know, yeah, you can kind of, if we're in court, you can say, well, we do see her origin, but we don't know her origin. She came out of I want to know Mama it. Died, I want to get on with it. I want to know that if she has, say, you know, powers, why hasn't she been able to use them? If she's this, that, or the other thing, I need to know. And we all lead to that issue number six, where she is on the cover with the Young Justice right. team. And so if it is something where she's going to join the Young Justice team, you better get there and you better get there fast. And it leads me to something Don't that tell Reggie me we have told to go to today, Gem World. <laughs> Reggie told me today that the the idea that at some point somebody said to him, hey, Brian Michael Bendis, you know, you ended up doing this reorigin of Spider-Man and the ultimate deal. And uh, it took you seven issues to tell what pretty much Stan Lee told in, you know, seven pages. Yeah. And his whole deal was, well... It isn't because of that. It's because if Stanley had the time to do that, they didn't allow him. But if they had him, if he had the time and was allowed, he would have taken that time as well. I don't think that's the case. And he is coming over to DC Comics with this, you know, kind of a reputation following him about extending things and about running things into the ground for a long, long time. This book, boy, this really shows that. But I still, I, I still I, I like it. I want to like Naomi from what we have so far. I, like I do enjoy it. the it's character. Just, it's he's just... keeping me from loving it. It's really how I explained it. You know what I mean? I like it, but I want to love it. I think that if this was, you know, if, if you gave me more story, I think that this would be one of my favorite books out right now. But I can't, you know, in good conscience say that this is the greatest book and you should all read it because of the fact that we don't get anything each issue. We're not getting a progression. We're ending up going forward three. I mean, this whole issue takes place in probably about six minutes of time because it's just him telling a story. And it's and a tough. lot of it, it since it, we it found really out he tough. was Ronnie in the last issue. You could expect, so you, know, yeah. you know, a little bit going in for the idea yeah. of Ron yeah. Thanagarian because we have we know we know that he's a Thanagarian. We know that Greg's Iranian. You know they don't like yeah. each other. There's some bad blood going on, but the whole idea. But they, they kind of do get like together each other now, because eh? of Naomi. Yeah. It seems like so. Just tell me who the hell Naomi is, where she comes from. Yeah. Give me the goddamn yeah, thing that's going to blow this. the DC universe wide open, please. Please, I actually would think the too. I wish they would have. I wish they would have grabbed uh, D as well to take him to this cave as well to kind of. But I guess he wouldn't want him to know where his ship is and things like that. that. But, hey, whatever, whatever. But uh, yeah, I'd give it a six five. Uh, and that's a positive six five. I'm going a little up from my score. I think I gave it a six on the site, but I'm going to go up a little. Uh, even though I'm sitting here complaining the whole time, I love the I love the characters in this issue. The ones that we're getting now, D. You know, Greg. Mother, Janet. I don't. I yeah. I and Naomi especially. I love these characters. Janet, you know, you can kind of set aside. We she don't get much hair of her, when she was younger. I, I, she yeah, fancied she she's herself. A, she's an a wild artist. one. Yeah, she did. And, and and Greg fell in love with her immediately, and she looks, you know, she hair. looks very interesting, uninhibited. Um, but. I, I like the characters. I need more. I need more to get out of each issue to really say, hey, everybody read it. But, you know, I'm still positive about it. And I still am um, looking forward to finally learning out what's going on. Can't and wait. if we finish these, if we finish the season one, as he said, the six issues, if that is the thing. But that's what uh, Brian Michael Bendis said. I heard about if press, we end too. with a cliffhanger that says... Next uh, season two in six months, we'll learn Naomi's. I'll kill somebody, and it, it might be you. Oh, and I'm just warning you right it. now. 
You better, when we get that issue, you best go and read it quick so you know whether to get out of town or not. But uh, what would you give it? I'd end up giving this because how much I like the art and how much I like the character, but am frustrated with the progression that we're getting a 6 out of 10. And that's a positive 6 out of 10 because like you said, I still like the character. I still want to know what's going on. I'm not about to drop the book if I had the opportunity of doing it because I'm this far in. I want to know what's going on, Naomi, and how she'll tie into Young Justice. But – I'm telling you, this could have been two issues so far of what we've gotten yeah. in progression because it's ridiculous. It's like, you know, cut out all that stuff at the town. Superman came to town. Naomi wanted to know about Yeah, her you past. just need that Superman. Yeah. I need to know about my past. Honey, you know, I didn't think you were ready. Have D kind of introduced where she does go to D. D at like the end of that first were like issue. The same is story in my mind. Yeah, basically have D at the end of issue one saying, you know what? They're, I'm not your dad. You know, asked your, you know, ask Greg the whole deal. Turns Something out or Greg baby. showing up. You know, Greg showing up and like, I guess it's time we tell her. And then the second issue could be this one. But even and, though and I, yeah, even though I like the art in this issue, I did not like the panel layout. A lot of things were too small, yeah, I, hard to I, follow. I and think try to Jamal what Campbell's it is. art is incredible. I had a real hard time yes. reading this on my tablet, and and that's you know a lot of people read them on tablets. Yes, that's a very Fancy. specific thing, but that's how I read it, and that's how I did my review for it. I ended up having to, you know. In expand things and then things get wonky. I'm not very good with technology like a Rick Grayson. I was having some problems and yelling and screaming. Then I ended up in a ditch, Eric. Don't end up in a ditch. I try that, not that's to. what I say. Yes, but we're going to go to the last book of the night. If you're at home keeping score, you'll know what that is. But first, Eric, a little song. Yes, Eric, and that is for Batman number 69, written by Tom King, art by Yannick Paquette, Nathan Fairbairn, and Clayton Cowles. And Eric, I have another song for you that I'm going to play. Hopefully this doesn't drown me out. Oh my, the nightmares are over, and we get a hand-holding explanation of how it all ties together. And once again, we are presented with a mystery with no real way to play along. Plus, we get Bane and Thomas Wayne sparring, and it feels weird and off for both characters. All of this is wrapped in some great art that still manages to point out that this whole run has become stale, and Tom King and company have to rely on repeated tropes of their own making to try to keep people interested. Eric, like that was Bane. Sophie Tucker. That was Sophie Tucker. Some of the these Sophie days Tucker from 1926, which is the song that is playing in Bruce's mind. And, 
And that is oh. one of those things there with the some of these days you'll miss your honey. It, it, but the thing is, when you find out what that song it is, doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. No. And, and you're waiting for something to matter. No, that's the thing. And, is and, I skipped it completely. I started looking at the lyrics at first. I said, what am I doing? This is not going to matter yeah. in the end. I moved right past no, it. No, and that's, this is my problem right, right with the naked all vein. of this. This is where, and believe me, here's a little wink, wink, people. You're going to get this next week as well. Tom King likes to give you a lot of issues in a row, and then he's going to handhold you to try to convince you that they all make sense. He's going to try to, I'm not going to tell you what this is all about next week, but you're going to get the same thing because we had these one-offs, we had these nightmares, and this issue almost feels, and I said in my review, it feels like a justification more than an explanation. And when it all comes around by the end, you you realize that we just wasted time in these nightmares. And yeah, I think it was a vanity project of Tom King being able to work with some of the artists that he wanted to. That's fine and dandy for him. But people buying these issues, when you have Batman trying to explain everything that's going on, it's nonsense. And it points out again that Tom King does not understand characters. You know, he doesn't understand if you get concepts. Too afraid with Scarecrow This gas, is the thing. From y- now on, good. if anybody ever gets Scarecrow fear toxin, it's nonsense because all you have to do to combat it is get really scared. Oh, I thought that's what it did. I, I am that's spiritual. Weird. I'm scared of ghosts. <laughs> the, this, this whole deal is the idea that you have to get really scared to combat it because you know he, he's trying to be clever all it is is he's saying is your adrenaline gets going now with that by the end it this issue is batman trying to break out of it so he has to get really scared but he's doing this is almost like the idea that i come into work and i say i'm gonna get really scared eric go behind that box and jump out at me done i'm done. setting up the scare it's not gonna scare me He's setting up his biggest fear to end up making it his biggest. But it's of the mind, but it's also him setting it up. I know. He says that. He says it in this, that I got to I gotta do this. So why would it work? And also, if you want to just talk about it, why wouldn't earlier when Selena got shot in the head dead, why wasn't that his biggest that's fine. fear? When, why when isn't Damien's one of his biggest fears? stabbing him as Professor Pick, that's Damien. fine. Why isn't Damien dying a big fear? Why isn't the idea of somebody taking over for Batman and dying his biggest fear? No, it has to tie in as, you know, this whole uh, continuing, yeah, continuing nonsense of apologizing for that failed wedding. And it's such a weird idea to go back and have this romantic dance as we discuss why this nightmares does make sense, even though every time he describes something, it doesn't describe it. It actually shows you why it doesn't make sense more and more. But having this whole nightmare situation where Bruce is talking to him Himself in the form of, Tal- I mean, uh, Selena, who is himself because it's all yeah. of the mind, telling him yeah. what it ha- has to happen while we intercut that with Naked Bane fighting a Bru- uh, Thomas Wayne. I'm like, Thomas Wayne. This feels so out of place for what we've been dealing with in this goddamn yeah. nightmares arc. Yeah. And and so he, and a boy, he, I, you can see, I mean, even in these nightmares, Batman's in pretty good shape, you know, because he's busy jumping to conclusions. <laughs> he's there. And yes, you can tell me the idea that this is the detective work. This is what drives me the most nuts about Tom King. And we've gotten it. Anytime he wants a detective, story or a mystery he throws things out there and then at the end explains it and there was no way that you could ever tie it together beforehand he ends up just throwing out facts at the end induce fear but too much fear can overpower it the end yeah the end 
And, and with that also, remember, we have the same sort of thing going on in Heroes in Crisis. He set up a mystery and all that. You, you're going to get more of the same uh, because that's all he does. Anytime there's a mystery, this is what I said. And this is something where go back to what is his greatest fear? Go, you know, go, go back during the, you know, biggest regret, right. I mean, for the jokes and riddles and things like that, where people are like, oh, man, this is going to be awesome. Let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. And I said, even then, he, he thinks a mystery is withholding information. Look, I've the, said the, this the, for years The biggest now. mystery in my mind is how Bane sparring with Thomas Wayne doesn't feel like gun in a pair of sweatpants. No, there's a couple things, and this is what also drives me nuts. If you're going to have Thomas Wayne here fighting Bane, Bane's nude. Why? Uh, we don't know. Thomas Wayne, He's stop there. fighting nude people. Thomas Wayne's in his in his you know sweatpants. He's plexico burrissing it. Who ended up shooting himself in the leg, and that's plexico. what's going to happen. Bane never never ends up feeling that gun, which is off. Also, the idea that an old Thomas Wayne could just throw Bane around off. Also, the idea that you have to get that I'm Batman in there. Nonsense. And And the whole deal on top of all this. How is Thomas Wayne there? That's all I want to know. That'd be the best goddamn thing. Him running into- I need to know what's going on here. When it was forcing the button, we had this great idea that Dr. Manhattan was behind this. So maybe he created this whole thing where Flashpoint Batman, he created the the Flashpoint universe or kept it in hypertime before it could be destroyed, even though this Flashpoint Batman should have been destroyed right away in that whole book. But none of that mattered. He ran off into oblivion. And remember, he ran off into oblivion as you heard. If I remember, it was like something like, this has to end. And like, was that Bane? What is Bane now a multiversal alternate reality guy that can just do whatever he wants? And for some because reason, we don't know. Going back to the whole going. thing, when he is fighting Bane and talking about, you know, he might be an old man, but you know what he is? The world's greatest detective, the Cape Crusader. I'm like, yeah, I don't really consider the Flashpoint Batman these things that are Batman no. is because he no. hasn't had to be. He is a guy who goes around with a gun and a bat costume and takes care of what he needs to take yeah. care of. He's yeah. not the world's greatest detective. I have to go back and reread Flashpoint now because now I'm wondering, did anybody ever call him these things yeah, in that I, world? I don't know, but that's what he's saying. And, and oh, uh, we go to the point where in this run – we thought it was weird that Batman calls himself that. Tom King loves to have Batman say this about himself, and that's something seems real pretentious yeah. that Batman would. But even with that, uh, you know, why would Thomas Wayne say it? Why wouldn't Bane feel a gun in sweatpants? Why is Bane, who is just, you know, a tactical genius and all this, getting taken down by a Thomas Wayne? Also, I want to point out just something, and I think it's been lost in the shuffle because the button was so long ago. Yeah. Tom King and Joshua Williamson as well, because they they did the button together, pretty much ruined Thomas Wayne of Flashpoint. Sure did. Thomas Wayne of Flashpoint. The guy who was was willing to destroy a world to make sure that his son would live. He was such a great character. And you are you're hijacking him and that story for this nonsense. You ended up ripping up the letter which was something that, you know, old Jimmy Warner got tears. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah. It's one of my favorite things in comics. You ruined it. You completely ruined it for me. And now to have him here and the idea that in Batman of the mind, Batman's like, I get it now. The last thing that my dad said to me when I was in this alternate reality that shouldn't have ever happened this time. He doesn't go that far. If you're that big of a detective, start trying to wonder how this could be. He says he told me not to be Batman. That's why he's working with Bane. They have the same. They have the same M.O. No, they don't. A, a Thomas Wayne who would do anything you. for his son 
is not the same as a Bane who wants to just uh, beat you down till you beg to be murdered. You you are begging to be killed. Thomas Wayne just wants you to be, a, you know, have a life with your kids. This is not the same. And yeah, I expect that Thomas Wayne by the end in a you know, wacky twist ends shouldn't up showing that there. he was on Batman's yeah, you know, he side the whole time, there. but he should not be here. It's just weird. It's nonsense. And it doesn't, don't use this. And and so the art I love. I like it too. The problem I have with the art though is, I, I said in my review as well, that we're getting a lot of narration where you just have pinups. You end up with not story art. You end up with pinup art. We've had that a lot. And it was kind of set that way in the wedding issue. But since then, we're getting a lot of this. We're getting a lot of these things. And the idea that you're going through the years of the bat and cat and everything. We, we've done it too many times now. It, it just everything in this book either ends up getting me confused to what's going on and why are you making this happen like a Thomas Wayne and a, you know, Bane nude and all this. Or it's just, hey, what can I do this issue to get people to love me again? And it all feels like an apology to the people who got pissed off at the wedding. I don't need that. I want a story. I want to keep going. And when he comes out and says, hey, everybody, sit tight at 75. It's really going to pick up. Well, why isn't it picking up at 69? Please. Why isn't it picking up at well, 70? That's because we can be picking things up right now because it turns out that Batman's greatest fear, he doesn't love Catwoman. He doesn't love her. But that's the thing is he thinking that as his greatest fear to be able to get his adrenaline going to fight the fear that it doesn't make sense. No. That wouldn't be the case that would happen. And if it is his let's, greatest let's fear, back why when, does he need to go through the step-by-step process to get it? Why didn't you think of this the second nightmare when you had, you know, Constantine come out or the third when he's like, hey, uh, you know, you're you're in a room. And I like how he goes, yeah, and then I got a little hint from – no, Constantine spelled it out in I, your head. I, exactly. Exactly. And the whole idea, even though too, it was out the mind the anyway. Whole Constantine but, gave me a hint. He told you exactly what the fuck was going on. Calm down. Yeah, with that why whole thing, did but, we then have to continue with a, you know, all the others? You should have just come out of it then. You want to go with the greatest hits, though, and think about what would be the greatest fear of Batman. How about not getting there in time when Bane hung Nightwing, Damien, yeah. and Red Hood up yeah. in the goddamn Batcave? How and about he his there greatest to save fear him? is that his dad is now with Bane and is going to get killed again? You know, what What if his greatest fear would be that his, even though it is a Thomas Wayne from a different time, that he is a villain and the, the thing that he hung on to with that letter and all, there's so like many the idea. other ideas. Oh, this happened ideas. when we were investigating the button. Yeah, whatever happened to that investigating the button? What did you discover with that? What, what are we doing with the button? Yeah. Yeah, and even I love, too, where he has to say why it continued as long as it did. Yeah, when Constantine of the Mind told me that this was all the thing, I started breaking out of it. And that's when they upped the dose. What, really? They upped the dose because they were just sitting there and knew you were coming out of the fear? Well, they fear? can't be sparring what, what, they forever. What, they have the fear monitor Is that what, beep, beep, going to, uh-oh. It's just funny He's to me, though, the whole it. idea, because we had these this this cabal of who was going against Batman. Now it's just the fear toxin because that's what we need for this. Scarecrow was never a part of that group and stuff like that. No. Who's to even say he's oh, locked he up in Arkham? took over Arkham, though. There Who's you to go. say he's even in Arkham right now? And that's what Batman says. And he has it. And just the idea. I have taken all, it's like Iocane powder, too. I've taken all the variations of the, the fear toxin. So I it's know like what's going on. And I know right I just have to get very scared. That's how you beat it. Really? That That's the, the big end all. That's the biggest thing that I took out of this, too. It's the idea that you beat fear toxin from getting scared. 
And that's it. And it, even at the beginning where you want to get more of this, you know, walk down memory lane is the idea with Selena. You want to dance? And she says exactly what she said when he asked her to marry. Yeah, when he proposed. And like, really? Like, really? And then. And, you well, know, like Tom King, the characters like one trick ponies themselves. It. But yeah, and so that's the thing. I think that we're getting to this point where, and I, I, you know, I go to a bunch of sites and read reviews and look at the comments and things. And then and read them to me for Batman some reason. Sites uh, where people are losing their mind that they just hate this, but they're still fans and there's still people who are hanging with it. And it's Can't one of those 75. where. I'm telling you, it, it's like it's the ACDC of comic books. You like one Amazing. song, you like in all oh, of them. Right. Yeah, really, though, if you like ACDC, you're going to like almost everything because a lot sound the same. And that's what you're getting. You're getting the song remains the same throughout all of this. A little Led Zeppelin boot there. But uh, yeah, just this this nonsense. And I just want to get... <sighs> I do think at 75, we will pick up when we get the city of Bane, but I'm afraid that it's just going to be thrown at us and we're going to have questions that will never be resolved. It's going to be a lot like I am suicide and I am Bane. Yeah, well, that and also like the jokes and riddles where you had Deathstroke and Deadshot show up and and shoot each other for five days. You wait. It's going to be this whole big callback that people are going to love where Batman does go and break Bane's goddamn back. Well, 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 the thing is, the way it's set up is that Batman skedaddles. He heads out of Gotham. He he can't be there because Bane's taking over. Yeah, really. And maybe if I it's one of those like maybe if I close my eyes, it'll all go away. Hide out in Kadeem for a while. Yeah, here we are again, though, yelling and screaming, getting upset. Oh, that's yeah, really I give it a five-one. Yeah. The art's great. I just there's so many things that, and and please, I, I said in my review, you're getting answers, but don't just take the idea that you're getting answers mean that they're great answers. Don't take it that it means that everything wraps up in a nice little it bow. Does not. It should. He's writing the story. It's just so a bunch it, of one really shots like to he, an arc. Well. That's the thing. It really felt like he painted himself in the corner and then had to use this issue to kind of, you know, finagle his way out. And that's what he seems to be doing. But this idea of naked Bane and Thomas just fighting like, hey, Bane, you know, Gotham's out there for us to take. Let's go. All right. You know, really, what did we get? I just you get a lot of gers and uh, well, we, we and got, kid. you know, call out to what's going Pals. on. The Batman who asks right now, because it turns out the Batman who asks, which I thought was the Batman who wins. No. That's Flashpoint. Yeah, Thomas that was Wade. the other thing. I, I'm Batman glad you brought that up. That is a, a straight lifted from the Batman who laughs, who said, I'm the Batman who wins. Now Thomas Wayne is. So there you go. It's always something. It's an homage to an homage to a callback. To a theft. 5-1. Five, five. You yeah, you're giving a five. Is that a real five? No, no, that's that? a fuck you five. I, no. I've been tired of yeah, Batman that's for what a I'm long saying. time. I, that's what I mean. That's the real yeah, five. That's yeah. real five. Yeah, but if, again, if if you're listening to us no, and getting fine, angry, and, oh, look at those guys. Go over I'm to tired the, of it. the site. Jay has a second opinion. He loved it. So you, you can get a second opinion. I'm not above letting people you know, have their say if they like things that we don't. That's fine. I'm glad that he likes it. I'm glad some people are liking this. I'm just not one of them. And I wish I'm I was. Bored. I'm bored. Uh, I'm reading the same thing over and over again yeah, and homages to himself what kind of pretentious prick gives homages to his own shit oh my who said that eric <laughs> i may have edited that out last week but yeah it's it's true and and just getting this twice in a row you know one week after the other yeah. to kind of get, drive me nuts what's your book of the week my book of the week is a tie between nightwing and teen titans yeah, mine's Teen Titans. This week you didn't get a lot of no. books, and it's a little. Gun. A I, I use either. this. 
I use this as a thing, though, to talk to Jeremy, because Jeremy was talking that he's getting a little depressed now with the DC stuff, or he has been. And I said, what's weird is, you know, when I go over to do the uh, Marvel podcast, now we get to pick and choose, obviously. But I said, why is it that I'm picking 15, you know, out of 15 books on DC, my my book of the week is a 7.5. And then I go over and talk six Marvel things, and the lowest I give is an 8. Maybe it's just that I'm, uh, you know, burned out on the DC side. But the Quality has not been there, and I, I really want it to be. And hopefully next week it starts that. Eric, be great. we're gonna. I'm gonna tell you what's gonna be next week. We have a bigger week next week. We have uh, some really big books. Um, but before I go, two of these books will be on the Patreon only sure spotlight. Will. And if you want to go over there, Patreon.com/slash Weird Science, along with some other things. And if you go over there, most of the stuff that we talk on Patreon, we're pretty positive. <laughs> it's when Weird. we show up here. It's all of a sudden we put on our well, let's get angry masks. But we have Action Comics. 1010, number 1010. We have Batgirl number 34, 34, almost the 35. Batman Beyond number 31. Books of Magic number seven that Reggie and Chris will be talking about. Detective Comics number 1002, continuing the Arkham Knight story, a book that we are positive on. Uh, Dial H for Hero number two. Detective Comics in the same week now. Yeah, and it's Detective Comics, our Dial H for Hero number two. We're positive on that. So I can't wait for that. Freedom Fighters number five. We're looking forward to that sure as am. well. Goddess Mode number five. Me and Pete from NYC will be talking about that. Heroes in Crisis number eight, which is the kind of the finale of the story. And then we'll have a number nine that's Epilogue. supposed to kind of pick up the pieces from there. Uh, Justice League Dark number 10. See if I'm more on board with that. It has felt like we haven't 69. talked about that for like two months for what reason. Yeah, I don't, it does. I, don't, I said it feels like that was delayed, yeah. right? You have The Flash number 69, dude. The Silencer number 16. The Terrifics number 15. There, it, it feels like we talked about The Terrifics six times since we talked about Just League Dark. Uh, the Wildstorm number 22, Jeremy. will have a review on the site and maybe talk on the podcast. And Wonder Woman number 69, dude. dude. But that is the end of the podcast. I don't think this is going to be as long a podcast as we've been having lately, but that's not our fault. It's the no. fault of DC. Dialing back on the books. Don't you dare blame and us. And all that stuff. It is not, but uh, I don't know. I need something. And now, Eric, I am I'm delaying because I don't have I didn't realize that we were ending uh this when I what ended happened? up getting a hold of you here. <laughs> I don't have the party's over, so we might have something else to hear. But Eric, what do we say at the end of the podcast? Everyone have a great week. Keep it weird, and we'll <laughs> see you in seven. See you in seven. You were right there in Santa Prisca Sitting on a pile of bones You had diplomatic immunity You were naked on your throne You had the psychopirus Medusa mask But Batman came and took it away And then you told us that you Gotham, you'd go to Gotham and you're so vain. I bet you think the story's about you. You're so vain. I bet you think the story's about you. Don't you? Don't you?
time That's it for the podcast So I guess it's time to go home Closing time You've heard the party's over So turn off your iPod or phone Closing time Nine hours you just wasted Now it's time to get back to work Closing time Pretend you're still listening Cause your co-worker's a fucking jerk Eric's got to go play with his toys Eric's got to go play with his toys Eric's got to go play with his toys Play with his toys